Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Wait, are you gaming on a Chromebook? Yeah, it's got a high-res 120 hertz display, plus this killer RGB keyboard. And I can access thousands of games anytime, anywhere. Stop playing. What? Get out of here. Huh? Yeah, I want you to stop playing and get out of here so I can game on that Chromebook. Got it. Discover the ultimate cloud gaming machine, a new kind of Chromebook. Hey, everybody, before we get the show started here, I uh, wanted to mention that we're doing a bit of a contest. And, um, you know, Bo over there, he's got a Series Ooh. S. Bo, you like your Series S, yeah? Enjoying I that? I love my Series S. It's the greatest console thing to happen to me. This Pretty time. awesome. I know John's got a Series X. Uh, so do I. We're very happy with the uh, the current Microsoft business. And maybe you will be, too, because Tanner, one of our fantastic listeners, has bellied up to the bar and said, hey, do you guys want a Series S to give away on the show? And the answer is yes, we do. So all you have to do is go to frogpants.com slash core contest. That's easy to remember. Frogpants.com slash core contest. And while you're over there, sign up. You just need your name, your email. And we're asking you to tell us, you know, your best dear Martha style, why you think you should win. That's not going to necessarily determine the winner. We just want you to be creative. Okay. So fill that one it's, out. It's a required field. It's the equivalent of, you know, if you have to use a, a math equation to get a prize, it's yeah. our version of that, let's say. There you go. Right. That's not bad. We yeah. want you to feel like you've earned something. Like, yeah. you know, there's no such thing as a free lunch. There's no such thing as a free Series S. <laughs> but we will read the winning letter in Dear Martha style. Oh, so, yeah. Count that on. Know, so, so if all you wrote was... I would like it to be good because we're going to randomly pick it. And if I have to read... <laughs> My dearest Martha, I think I should win because for the lols. Ha 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 ha. Right. Bite me suckers. Right. We don't You're want not that. Gonna be as good. That way. You're yeah. not going to feel no. good winning that way. No, no one will tell you that. So write Put things you would feel good it. at. By the way, this is a U.S. only deal. Uh, the shipping on this thing is ridiculous to go anywhere oh, else. You mean I can't enter? You cannot enter. And neither can any of your dirty Canadian friends. Just kidding. You're all great. We love you all. <laughs> no, they're dirty. It's a dirty country. It's but fun. this is an important note. I'm glad someone in the chat reminded me. Uh, it is a 100% U.S. contest. So uh, if you're out of the country, you're not eligible. But... If you're in the lower 48, you absolutely are. Or even in, I think, Hawaii and Alaska is fine, too. So just the 50 states, all 50 of them. 
you're eligible. Uh, just go check it out. That's at frogpants.com slash core contest. Hey, you guys. Welcome back to Core. It's Core for Thursday, July 15th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson with Bo Schwartz and John Jagger joining me today talking about the games business industry, games we're playing, and more. Thank you for checking out Core. We really appreciate it. And uh, biggest thanks to our patrons who uh, ever so nicely support us each and every month and make it possible for the show to stay on the air. Uh, Patreon.com slash Core show, show, show for more. If I could read, that'd be great. Slash Core Show is what I meant to say. You guys, did anyone play Proteus like I told you to? Or did, did nobody take my advice and play no. Proteus? Uh, no, Scott, we're fighting <laughs> crippling video game addiction between both Bo and I. We don't have time for other things. Yeah, I noticed. You Both y'all are pretty, and we'll get into this later, but you guys are all in on the, the Final Fantasy uh, 14. And, uh, <laughs> oh, oh, Bo's uh, maybe a voice of uh, possible not the series in my case, oh, but we can get to that later. Okay. Unless we're right. talking about it now. Interesting. That smells like beef, dragon beef. Anyway, we'll get to that uh, and and much more. I played some really fun stuff as well this week, but I'm telling you, you needed to play Proteus for the soundtrack alone. I've been listening to that soundtrack nonstop all week. I've played the game multiple times as well. It's a hell of a thing. I'm telling you, go get your doom scratch itched because you need it. All right, let's do this. All right, we're going to dive right in. Big things happened this week. For example... Um, the rumors apparently turned out to be true. Steam slash Valve was indeed working on a handheld game or handheld, primarily handheld game console. It will I want also, a handhold game handhold. console. <laughs> <laughs> it will also, uh, it'll also dock into a PC environment, which you can totally do, but that'll be sold separately. I guess they're not including it with it, which is kind of a bummer, but that's fine. Whatever. That thing will have like, you know, wired internet and a bunch of ports and, you know, just think of it as almost like uh, the old the old notebook docs you would get to, to turn your notebooks into more of a, a complete PC back in the day. I guess that's still so, a thing. People yeah, can, so you mean, does this have a plug into TV functionality switch style? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, if yeah. you if you so, if you buy the the optional dock, yes, that is correct. So it's a steam switch. basically. Uh, yes. Oh, or better yet. Well, okay, here's the thing. You don't need the dock to plug it into your TV. If you want to just go straight from that thing to HDMI out to your TV, you can totally do that. That's not a problem. Perfect. Perfect. Um, but the dock will just give you, like I said, direct 10-based T internet and everything else. You know, like everything, all the other extra ports you might want for extra controllers or charging and stuff. Use it like a PC or a laptop. Basically, or yeah. It will run like a PC um, and has the power to do it. Um, it's pretty interesting. Wow. So we'll start going over this a little bit. Um, there's a lot to cover. Um, but we'll go ahead and dive in. For some reason, that didn't work. Why? Why didn't it work? Hold on, you guys. I got to get this up so chat can see it. There we go. Okay. So they announced it. It's their handheld. Uh, as you can see by this image I'm about to put up, there it is. It looks like a big handheld, switchy-looking mother effer. Uh, it's a it's a bit of a a, a beast, actually. Um, if you it's just by first glance and you know, some of the buttons are up kind of high, which is weird. And, you know, just like my first impressions were like, oh, wait, how are my hands going to, how's that going to work? Where are my thumbs going to go? Yeah, it looks like the B button is slowly escaping from the device itself. Yeah. They haven't stopped it quite yet. It's yeah, it's just getting, on its the, way. getting the H out of there. So I guess IGN and a few other sites got a hand hands on with this thing and have been playing with it and saying mostly very positive things about it. 
um, and addressing some of those issues like how's the D-pad, how are the buttons, how are the sticks, that sort of thing. And most of that that I've read has been pretty positive. Here's some of the basics so we can just sort of get uh, to it. They call it Steam Deck. That's the name. They call it a power. It's not a great name. I like Steam Deck. You don't like that name? Steam Deck. No, because it. It just makes me think of upper deckers and steaming <laughs> decks. Cleveland steamers. Cleveland you know, steamers. In, depending yeah. on what country you're from, it's going to sound like you're saying a whole different thing every time you describe it. I just. Well, you mean like in Norway? Like steam a deck? Steam a deck. I. People say Steam Deck, and I hear Steam Dick every steam time. Deck. I'm just going to be honest. Dick it might be I'm decking. immature, but I hear Steam Dick every time. Oh yeah, Every New Zealanders. Oh, yeah. my steam dick. Yeah, they're gonna yeah, call it that's dick. What, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, they'll straight up call it dick. dick. Yeah, like when they say uh, band yeah. meeting and uh, uh, Brett, Brit instead of Brett. Like I've heard, I've watched yeah. Flight of the Concords. Yeah. I know what's up. It's gonna be a steam dick. Yeah, it's a steam, and dick. that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, you know, be into what you're into. I'm just saying. Like, I feel the see name how has this connotations. Is a negative thing. I think you know, it's great. I like it as a name. Sense. Yeah. I sounds like, it, like dick it's cool yeah. <laughs> it's cool if it sounds like dick <laughs> i was it was more the upper decker like i don't know it's just it's fine it's, it's fine it's a good name it's yeah. punchy simple and it's what it is it's not trying to be like we're alupio or <laughs> randolo palm you know they always try to find <laughs> these these you know weird words that are workshopped in some weird it think tank and you're like okay Randolo Palm. I kind of like where you were going. <laughs> Randolo Palm sounds like a bard. A the bit. Amazon Randolo Palm. There you go. Great website. Check yeah. it out. Uh, so they announced it. <laughs> Amazon's <you know>. awesome. <laughs> they, awesome they, they call it a powerful all-in-one portable PC with a custom processor developed in cooperation with AMD. They say it's comparable to a gaming laptop with the ability to run the latest AAA games. Your Steam layer library will be on uh, a deck to play games, whether uh whether or sorry wherever and whenever you want steam deck is also an open pc adding the ability to install any software and connect with any hardware that being said it's important to note that this thing is not shipping with windows but it will run windows um i would probably run, i would probably just put windows on here i think i don't know i haven't decided what i'm going to do if i'm even going to get one but um let's get to the core basics here the new processor is co-developed by amd Uh, They say it is optimized using uh, AMD's Zen 2 technology and their RDNA 2 architecture. Supports 16 gigabit of LPDDR5 RAM. That's very fast RAM. (laughs) A lot of letters. A lot of letters. Uh, The Steam Deck will be available in 64 gigabyte, 256 gigabyte, and 512. Those two latter sizes will be... Uh, what's the new SSDs that are so fast? I forgot the name now. And NV and M or something. Like MVN, yeah, whatever it is. MVN, the stuff the Xbox and the PlayStation yeah. is using a similar technology. It's like that. Yeah. Um, the sixty-four the, is not onboard solid state, like a PCIe solid state or something. Right. Like that. I don't it's know why. The NVMe SSD. NVMe. That's um, it. NVMe. Uh, really fast SSD uh, storage capacity, which is which is oh, cool. Oh, and. Add-ons with micro SD cards. Oh. Yeah. So if you were going like, to say the 64 gig seems like why buy that? Like, yeah. Many games would not fit on a 64 gig. Like Gears Five is like 150 gigs. Yeah. So you could th- you, you could you add on. You'd basically turn it into a massive indie device if that's the one you got. But then I guess the SD cards would extend that some. But they're not going to be as fast as SSD MVNE. So ME. Right? Yeah. It seems so, like. Yeah. 
It seems like there's one good option and two gimped options. From well, I mean, you always want the max option, but I think that middle one sounds okay. Um, I think yeah, maybe. But there's you know, depending on what you're playing, like it's the convenience factor too. Just if you have a 150 gig game on it, then you yeah. can't put 250 gig games on your device. And it seems yeah. like it'd be nice to install a handful of games. Sure. You know, anyway. well, to me, it's to me, it's like making the decision. Well, actually, the consoles come with whatever default size drives they have, and you know, as big as big as a terabyte sounds for my Series X, um, you know, it's already I've already filled it with stuff because there's a ton of games to put on there. Now, am I playing them all at once? No. Could I manage that better? Yes. You know, not that big a deal to re-download stuff or to, um, you know, you, you don't like I ran I ran into this problem with the Series S, which is 512 gigs. Like I downloaded Gears, but then like I want to try Yakuza like a dragon. I want to try this game. Like it's full before I know it. Mm-hmm. I don't want to have to reinstall gears every time I want to play it, but I'm not going to play that game every single day. It's going to be like a once a month. Let me pop it open. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm really, I mean, buy what you want. It's sweet that they have it, but I really feel like it. it's, you don't realize how much it sucks till you start having to reinstall everything all the time. Yeah. I think SSDs would be the way to go. You can get terabyte SS or sorry, um, SD cards for pretty cheap. And when I did that to my switch light, it changed my whole world. Cause I went from, being able to handle maybe two AAA games and a couple of indies to pretty much not running out for everything I have on there. So I just load it on this terabyte and it's great. I think that uh, what you'll see is some people going for the low end one for the price and then adding SDs uh, for storage, which which would kind of accomplish like getting external drives for your console. It's kind of the same idea, I guess. Um, and it will support external drives too, funny enough, cause it's basically a PC anyway. Um, the unit does include a USB C port, which can be utilized for multiple peripherals, including monitor, mouse, keyboard, even multiple controllers pl- plugged in at the same time. So it's basically a Thunderbolt, um, connection so it can handle multiple stuff at once. Got a lot of bandwidth there. It'll also charge that way. Um, they did want to, they went out of their way to say it will not run windows out of the box, but keep in mind, if you decide to purchase, you can put it on there later if you want. Uh, given route says valve's recent history with creating their own OS for steam PCs. It makes sense to, uh, they chose to run with their own operating system that leaves a bunch of questions open for me regarding what can I install and play given that it's their OS and not every game supports that OS. And oh, can I install the blizzard app and play hearthstone? Right. Maybe cause it's an open platform. So the, it's, so the answer actually to that is yes. So you just have to install windows or windows? i don't know if they have a if they have a linux version of hearthstone i don't think they do if they did i think that would just run natively on the steam os because that's just linux if uh, they have some emulation where they could run a windows based application off of, i don't know if that's possible. yeah they may, that's possible too that's all of all of those things are possible but that's my question because on the on the actual valve store when you go there through steam which i did it has a bunch of language about um Everything in in your Steam library now playable on this device. And I went, well, okay, but if this is Steam OS, that isn't true. At least not that I know of. That I I can't just take, I don't know, their uh, Windows version, a Windows of copy of a game, right, and play yeah. play that on Linux unless there's some in between layer that I'm not aware of. Um, so th- all yeah, of this would be stuff that third party stuff out. should be runnable as well. Like I don't think they've asked every developer to make a adaptive version of their game for steam os yeah. i think they probably designed steam os to handle all this stuff i mean the first i can tell you the first four games on the front of their promo image is control 
uh, Doom, Eternal, Hades, and what's that other one? That Ghost, Ghost Runner, Jedi Fallen Order, maybe. I think it's that Ghost Runner game. Oh, Ghost Runner, yeah. It's I just Runner. it's cut off, so it's hard to see it. Um, that makes me think that those games probably all have Steam Steam OS versions on Steam already, uh, and that's why they would show those. But they're claiming like your whole library is going to go awesome, so I don't know why they can claim that yet. That's that, I have real curiosity about that, and I need to know more. Uh, screen wise, you're looking at a seven inch, twelve eighty by eight hundred pixels LCD screen. Um, that's basically puts it on par with the new Nintendo Switch's larger screen, except the Switch is using OLED, which is a is a nicer quality screen. So you're not getting the best quality screen here, but a, but it's a nice one. Um, gyro sensor, so that's some features that some games will use, I guess. Um, let's see what else did they write here? Uh, that's kind of it. You can pre-order starting tomorrow, July 16th, and the price point starts at $399 for the low end, then goes to oh crap. Can't find the other two prices. Hold Five, on, I got eight, it up. The uh, middle one is $529, and the high end is $649. That's right. So pretty big jump. $819 Canadian. Yeah. Those are pretty big jumps given that what you, the only real difference is hard drive on all three. Yeah. Um, They throw in some other Um, boondoggles along with it. Although the, uh, the high end does say you get premium anti glare etched glass. Oh, I don't know how much of a difference that's going to make. The NVMe storage is there's the clock speed on the storage does vary with the models as well. Let's see. Let's see if there's... I mean, they're only writing faster storage, fastest storage on their marketing page, but I, I was looking somewhere else. I don't remember where, where they actually it clocks in at a faster well, speed. But that's the so two. Those That's two two of those models. The low-end one won't do the MVNE or N, N it. Yeah, that's true. Whatever it's it an EMMC internal storage. Yeah. Still a decent SSD, but... Uh, oh, I didn't notice these two triggers on the back. That's news to me. There's like four triggers total, right? I yeah, there's shoulder triggers yeah. like normal, and then there's two of these little undercarriage ones. Those are interesting. Um, the Steam page has actually got a big 3D render all floating up there and you know, tempting people to see what the hell's going on. Um, and the details there actually, oh, they do lay out the prices. Here we go. Oh, and um, one of the demos I saw, they were running a Jedi Redheaded Fallen Order guy game. Is yep. that called? Yeah, it's Fallen mm-hmm. Order, right? <laughs> Redhead, Redhead Order. Redhead Order yep, was Redhead on, Order. and they're showing it now on the screen. But the demo I saw showed that game running at full specs, uh, no problem, uh, which is fairly impressive given that that game requires some pretty beefy performance to run at full specs, full frame rate, full everything. Um, so I think it seems like it's got what it takes guts-wise. Um, A lot of it probably has to do with the motherboard architecture. In there yeah. Too. Like, it's yeah. probably designed for like speed and responsiveness. Now, my big question, and they didn't say this specifically, but let's see, let's see that your Steam library is already on your deck. Again, John will hear, Dick. Um, <laughs> uh, it just says powered on, <laughs> log in, and your games and friends are going to be there. That makes me think that, and they don't detail what the frick they mean there, but that tells me it's possible this game will also do the thing I want, which is let me stream it in the house from my PC. So let me, let me not have to worry about what's on the hard drive and just freaking play. Oh, it does do that. And I'm, I'm actually surprised there isn't an option for no hard drive. That's an even cheaper option. That's 
stream only. So this is on there um, then. Okay. I didn't, well, that might be on but, there. Yeah. But here's the here's the quote you're interested in, Scott. So this is this is interesting. Uh, it says a new Steam operating system on Steam Deck. Your games run on a different operating system than the one on your desktop PC. It's a new version of Steam OS built with Steam Deck in mind and optimized for handheld gaming experience. It comes with Proton, a compatibility layer that makes it possible to run your games without any porting work needed from developers. So that's yeah, why I, I was, it can be your entire... Okay. I was going to say, catalog. I saw it marketing with Baldur's Gate 3 on it, and that's in beta. There's no way they're like, well, let's divert our beta to make a Steam version of our <laughs> yeah, game. Yeah, unless they're doing that from like, the get-go. I, I can't imagine that either, but that's interesting. So essentially, that's a it's an emulation layer is what that works out to be. It's a little like, you know, Max can run... Um, uh, can run, you know, Intel apps now on those M1 chips, but it does it through this Rosetta 2 stuff. It's like that, but I would hope mm-hmm. more optimized for gaming experiences because, you know, you don't want your CPU doing double the work, and sometimes emulation layers mean double the work. Um, all right, here's all your differences. 64 gig EMMC internal storage, like Bo said, and a carrying case, all right? You get the faster storage and the more storage with the 529 plus the carrying case, Plus exclusive Steam Community Profile Bundle. So a bunch of digital bullshit. Uh, 649, you get the larger 512 gig. And that one is the faster uh, storage. Premium anti-glare etched glass, like John mentioned. The carrying case. The Steam Community Profile. And then exclusive virtual keyboard theme. So those last two things are whatever, man. Who cares about themes? Yeah. Like, not that big a deal. (laughs) So you get a carrying case if you buy the... But to me, yeah... To me, this if I look at this, I feel like I'm in for disappointment or FOMO if I buy the two lower models. If I'm buying this, it's for the big the big guy. Yeah, I do that too with a lot of stuff. I think I could get away with this middle one though. I just think that's probably my speed. Because the extra stuff coming with this is not interesting to me at all, other than storage. It's and, still it's strictly based on the storage. It, it I mean if it's worth the extra hundred dollars to you or not, like I'm just saying I'm struggling with the X it's, it's the part I hate about the Xbox Series S the most is five twelve is small. Yeah. It's small the I mean that used to be huge, now it's not so big anymore. You're right. Five twelve's not huge. I think I could get away with it, but yeah, six forty nine it's just a big jump for mostly hard for hard drive space. Yeah. It's a lot well, the hard especially drive when is in faster. general those are coming down yeah so if you go to the tech specs the the storage speed is faster as well well yeah it's not just more space it's also a a better speedier ssd equipment it's done it's not faster than the previous model though the 512 it is if you go to the tech specs yeah it's high it's so it's 256 gigabytes nvme for mid yeah it's 512 high speed nvme ssd What's so difference? what you're getting is you're you're not just getting more space. You are getting a better um, piece of hardware. I don't SSD think those hardware. are different. I think MVM. They have clock is, speeds. Are, sure, but like you like I've I've you know when you're shopping for computers and stuff and you're shopping for the NVMEs like they they have they have clock speeds so you pay more for clock speed even for the same amount of storage. How weird! All right, so they've got a bunch of. You have to dig into that more. That seems interesting because that does ma- that does matter to me. Uh, disk ac- access is a big deal, so that 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 could help yeah. push me toward. They, don't, they didn't make it very clear. They should they should make that clear on their general marketing page. Yeah, like, they don't at all. Because you're they looking just, at it going like, I don't want to. What am I spending the extra money for? And it's like, yeah, again, you're, the it's this is the premium premium model 
it's the default model made to look like a premium model. I don't know why they do this, but um, the other two are gimp, seem like gimped versions of the products. That's just how it looks to me. Yeah. I had this argument about internet yesterday with a friend because he's at, people ask me what internet I should get. And I'm like, you should get the best option. You should, if you have gigabit, you should buy that. Yeah, you should always get like, the well, yeah, but it's like an extra $30 a month. And I'm like, you're shopping between 70 megabits per second versus a thousand megabits per second. Yeah. Just get the high option. Right. Suck it up. No, I want to save money. (laughs) Okay. I mean, yeah. (laughs) You asked me my opinion and and then you're telling me you want something different. So I look at this sort of the same way. I'm like the premier, if you want to, if you want to have spent any amount of money like that and feel good about it, the products, this product seems like the one you should be buying. Not to say if you don't have the money, you shouldn't get the less affordable option, but I mean, $800 for a console is not unreasonable for a machine that you can use as a computer. <laughs> it seems like yeah. uh, in other applications, yeah. like this is a, again, this is sort of, this is Steam's always their difficulty is they have a, actually really good products that they're very difficult to grok for some reason in the way they market it. So I guess they try to market it to PC people. So PC people get it. Yeah. Everyone else, you know. It's rough. I mean, I guess for me, where I have a problem with this is, you know, when we talked about it when it was in the rumor phase, I, I kind of said, like, it'd have to be cheap. And I expect it to probably be something where you, you know, you're just doing the streaming to device type of thing. And then maybe the hardware is not that expensive. That's something I could get behind. I'm not in the market for a, you know, a PC. <laughs> if I had, if I had seven hundred dollars, eight hundred dollars to to throw at something like this, I would be buying a PS4. I mm-hmm. wouldn't be investing in a Five, handheld version of the thing that I I spent way more money on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I I just it, it's very priced is very highly priced for what it is because yeah. I kind of see it as a bit of a novelty now. If you're a person who wants to get into PC gaming and you know maybe hasn't taken the plunge, this is a bit of a reasonably priced way to do that, I guess. But I almost think you could still build a better computer than what the cost is for this. Mm-hmm. Um, and it certainly would have more functionality. Um, I just don't know if the demand for a handheld PC or a handheld Steam thing is going to be worth it. It's very cool, mm-hmm. but you give me $700 and I can come up with plenty of things that I would rather put that towards than this. Unfortunately, somebody at the, whereas uh, yeah. a, a piece of hardware for say 100 to $200 that you just have to steam link to might not be as interesting, yeah. but would be in the realm of possibility. Sure. You know? Well, keep in mind too, you, Anyone who gets this, I'm not saying this is a reason to get it, but one of the benefits of having it would be this would easily become a Game Pass streaming device as well with yeah, built-in controllers and everything. Oh yeah, you can install Windows in it, you can put your Game Pass on it. Yeah, or if you're, even games. if you don't even if you don't have them locally, I'm saying like XCloud would work just out of the box yeah. like you just run. I mean, it's a it's a handheld personal computer. I mean, that, uh, they're not marketing that way, but that sounds essentially like what it is. So you yeah. have all the delightfulness of a handheld a Switch handheld, which mm-hmm. is awesome. Like this seems like a, you know, hey, Switch is doing really well. Why don't we just make a PC version a, a Switch version of a PC? Yeah. I mean, I've been thinking about buying a Switch uh, because of Metroid Prime. Now I'm thinking, why would I do that? <laughs> I should get a Steam Deck. Yeah. A deck. 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 Yeah. Steam Deck. Deck. I, I'm uh, kind of tempted by the Steam Deck because then 
I can have it on the go. Yeah. I can take it to my TV in the other room and plug it right in and do console gaming if, for a game that I don't have on my... Like Hades isn't on Xbox yet, so if I wanted a console Hades experience, I right. can just do it. Right. Um, it has Windows on it, so I can, I don't know, watch streaming services with it. Like, I can do anything on a TV. I don't know. Like, it's, it's I, it, like, I think John's assessment's right. It's really cool. It's still... There's still a... I feel like there's still a little bit more that I need to, like, sell me on it at yeah. this point but i we'll think see. uh for me the big selling point is um i love i love the portability but i just like that the ecosystem that i'm already hugely invested in is just there for me i just have yeah. it um, i mean you buy it and you have a library yeah. like that's the cool thing it's not like you know i i said i'd buy a ps4 that's still true five but a ps5 yeah, yeah. i already got two ps4s <laughs> don't buy but, another um, one john don't get another one i'd buy i buy a ps5 and uh then you know i'd have to buy games and i'd have to buy additional controllers and all of that and at the end of the day the cost on that is actually going to be quite comparable whereas if i were to buy a steam deck it's like okay well i paid for the hardware I have the hardware and I have the library already. Yeah. I don't have to all of a sudden buy a bunch of games for it. I have games for it. Yeah. It just works. Yeah. So I think that's, I think there's actually a lot to that. And I think there's actually uh, something very nice about that. I'm still going to say they aren't doing it yet, but I'm going to uh, climb up, die on this hill. I think they should find a way to do a less expensive option that just streams to the device. Mm. Because I'm telling you the amount of times that uh, the kids in this house come up to me and go, I want to play this game. And I go, well, it's only on PC. Well, let's get it from my computer. Your computer can't run it. It happens all the time. And if I could give them a handheld device that could play games from Steam... Mm. I would own three of these devices in the house, <laughs> this will but do I can't it? afford three seven hundred dollar uh, of these. This will house, do it, nor... but it will tie up your machine. Yeah, like right, like it, but, Steam does have the streaming. I'm sure you're going to be able, to, but the stream. From but the I'm PC saying I need it. to spend less money. Like I get that it'll right. do it, but I'm not going to spend five hundred dollars to do it. Here's yeah, my. And you'll here's... be streaming it from your own system. Although right. GeForce Now will be installed. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. GeForce Now would be easy to put on here. Put Windows, two yeah, clicks, oh you're God. done. Whether it's the Windows version or not, it doesn't matter. You just put it on there. Uh, the other thing to have on, uh, that I was just thinking of is technically you could run, if you had Windows installed, you just go and you could install Epic and play all your Epic games on there if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Like this thing is really just another computer. You know, Bo's right. I mean, all all these devices are in, you know, uh, you boil them down. They're computers of a, of a sort. But this is. But they're locked. A lot of them are guarded. Yeah, they're locked they're in. They're locked out. This thing is not yeah. that. This is more like, hey, here's your unified interface and stuff like that. The other The other thing I really need out of a device like this is the controller itself, like the actual sticks and stuff need to be kind of heavy duty um i don't like a controller either separate or with a screen attached to it where i feel like i'm going to wreck those sticks and i feel that way with the switch i just feel like i'm going to wreck them so i don't i i kind of tend to prefer not to play games on the switch that are super twitchy because if i do i feel like i'm just going to wreck those sticks and once you do that you're screwed so the marketing says that they're best in class thumbsticks 
Yeah, and the IGN guys, the IGN guys <laughs> said they it didn't, it didn't say uh, they're okay. <laughs> yeah, they're all right. The, <laughs> they're the, the, IGN, the Xbox should be saying that on their market. The IGN guys were saying that they thought the sticks were really strong. They liked that a lot. They thought the buttons were really good, and they liked the D-pad okay. They said it, they wish it was more clicky, but everyone. I don't know if I've ever heard of a D-pad that the whole world likes universally. It kind of just sort of depends. PS4's D-pad was pretty strong. Um, mm. I like the new X uh, Series X D-pads just fine. W- whatever, I can you know I can make it work, but we'll see what happens. Um, tomorrow they go on pre-order, and uh, that means you can reserve them. Who knows how quick that'll run out? Because they're they're held to the same chip shortages everybody else is right now. So my guess is. They'll sell out pretty much immediately because stock's going to be limited. And if you want to be the first in line, you might get one by December. Yeah. Don't, the only thing I don't like is, I, we already talked about it, but it was the placement of the everything up at the top. Seems not good. Well, again, this that I I've had the exact same, same feeling. But the IGN article specifically addresses that and said we were worried about that and we ended up liking it. So I, you know, I okay. guess it, right. it probably depends on your hands. And certainly IGN's yeah. not final word on anything, but... You know, I'm watching this lady play, and I think it'd be all right. Because I hold a lot of this palm up here. Like, it looks like it'd do okay. But you can also plug in any peripherals you prefer. You can plug in or just Bluetooth in a controller you love and use that. Like, all the PC options are there. There's a picture of a bunch of people playing flight or fight sticks, so they're playing fighting games on there. Um, I don't know. It seems like they're they're trying to not be locked down, and for that, I I, I think I like that. So we'll see. I just don't want them to feel junky. Like the Steam controllers felt like plastic garbage to me. Um, I'm not saying these should be like that. This is a different time, different manufacturing. It's an expensive device. I hope it feels sturdy and solid statey, you know? Because if they don't get that right, then it's going to, I don't know. I need it to feel sturdy for that to work for me. Um, okay. Oh, and they got these little mouse pad things on it that they don't go into tons of detail out about, but it looks like you can do a lot of sort of navigational stuff um, with both sides. There's like a little pad. Yep. Yeah. Although you also turn on uh gyroscope functionality as well. Oh, like, right. Right. For can any I say one thing about this too, though, this may, this device, like honestly would make in-person land so easy. Like, I don't know about you, but I, I've had a lot of, you know, hauling computers over all the one house to have, you know, oh, just yeah. a, yeah. crazy game night and the idea that you could just pack up your flat screen monitor keyboard mouse and this little guy mm-hmm. and just pack it in a backpack like yeah. i know you can already do that with laptops but laptops are expensive not everyone gets those but i don't know if this was ever to take off as a popular thing it would make like land parties like really convenient to yeah. <laughs> to to put together and that kind of excites me because i haven't done that in a long time and i'm, I'm watching this uh, a little clip here of this guy and the marketing using his pc and there's just so there's so, there's so few items and taking up so little real estate that mm-hmm. i'm like yeah you know the whole heroes of the storm team could get together in one house and play together and it seems it seems so easy and within reach i don't yeah. know i like it oh this is interesting hold on oh, okay sorry i was i thought they were saying this the controllers popped off it's not it says unlike the switch the steam deck swaps removable controllers for some additional input methods so there's a pair of Steam controller-style trackpads on either side of the display, uh, in addition to the thumbsticks, and four extra buttons on the back of the device that serve as paddle-esque additional inputs. Also offers Bluetooth audio, so you can connect any pair of wireless earbuds or headphones to the thing, which the Switch has always lacked, and it's super annoying. You can only use a plugged-in pair of headphones on the Switch, and it sucks. 
Sucks. That device should be Bluetooth ready for some headphones. It's so dumb that it isn't. Anyway, it seems interesting. But yes, you cannot undock those controllers. That is confirmed. All right. Let's move on. That's exciting stuff, though. It's kind of so, a big deal. Uh, just FYI, too, you can reserve it for $5.70. Yeah, they make you reserve it for, with money. Yeah, so I'm, you know, it's not expensive. I may, I may reserve one. I'm totally going to do it. I, I don't think I'm... It, I I may not get a switch. No, you, I may not even get this. I may cancel this, but the nice thing is you've just all you've done is reserved a little money they'll earn interest on in the next four months. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. yeah. the that's a nice part of it. Yeah, well done. Everybody. It's, it's exciting. This is a really cool looking device. It's uh it's neat. I'm very interested in it. Yeah, it's neat. It seems like uh, there's a big interview with Gabe Newell floating around out there. I haven't had a chance to listen to it, but I want to. Um I always think that guy's got interesting things to say and this is clearly something they've been working on for a while and hinting at for a while. And like, here's the storm on that. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, you could. <laughs> you could. You could. Like, but yeah. would you? I mean, you could. Maybe for fun. You could, you know? but would you? I mean, like, that's maybe. the question. I'm not doubting you could. Here, you could. Okay, let me, let's put it this way. The game doesn't support, already it doesn't support controllers. So that's kind of a non-starter so you'd have to use a mouse and keyboard which it, it has was touchpad uh-huh. for mouse input oh i don't know how that would okay work, dude. that sounds bad yeah sounds so really what bad. you're just gonna plug a keyboard into it then <laughs> no, no, no. you're gonna use hold the, the device in your use left the hand use the touchpads yeah but what about there's, your there's a guy playing factorio and, and they're playing Baldur's gate those are mouse and keyboard games yeah but what about now, your is it gonna be good I don't know, but it's no. The answer, is yeah, no, the answer is it's no. It's not, and you're not going to play Heroes of the Storm on this device. Yeah. Again, the debate isn't can you. I understand there's a million ways you can. I've seen people play games with Guitar Hero controllers that shouldn't be, <laughs> but that doesn't mean you should, and that doesn't mean you're going to. I, I hate to admit it. They would not. It would be cool as like, oh, look what I ran, but I don't want to play it that way. Unless it had you know native controller support, then fine, let's go. Uh, will somebody take this somewhere and prop it up with a little kickstand and plug their mouse and keyboard into it and hover over it and play a MOBA? Yes, 100% someone will do that. Yeah. And they will be the biggest nerd at the ball. <laughs> like, there is just, it's not. I can, do, it, I can see myself doing that. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> You'll do it once, though, right? You'll I'm the biggest nerd at the ball, I guess. <laughs> yeah. lesson. Well. We're all nerds, and we all go to the same I don't know. I'm ball. just kind of ex- excited for the product. I think it's an exciting product. Switch always seems very cool, but it, uh, the shitty thing about Switch is it's just Nintendo stuff. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Which is, you know, yeah. a huge thing, but you're right. It's that, fine, you know, but it's just like yeah. it's not a, you know, it'd be more appealing if it played everything. They're they're like the only company can get away with that. Like, they're the only company I know of that can be, their whole thing is that they're Nintendo. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, nobody else has that anymore. Like Sony is Sony, but Sony's got to be really saturated with third party. So does Microsoft. Like you can't do this. You're when you're that closed in the way Nintendo is, you have to be Nintendo or it doesn't work. So yeah, they can't just make the console. They have to make all the games. Yeah. (laughs) And they have to be the best games and they can never be bad, you know, for the most part. Well, anyway, we'll see what happens more on that as it approaches in similar hardware news or related hardware news. Phil Spencer, head of Xbox says a Xbox controller refresh is probable. Now, that seems like a weird thing to say, given that, of course, it's probable at some point there'd be a refresh, but one would think maybe he means soonish. Well, yeah, within yeah. the current generation. Yeah. They, they, they were um, specifically, their survey went out about um, 
asking Xbox customers what they liked about the DualSense controller from yeah. PlayStation that they would like to see in an Xbox controller. Right. Um, I just took it as news because I think the the new Xbox controller is shite. Really? It's I like, love my controller. <laughs> I, 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 I like this. And I'm like, I wanted something more like this. And it's it's clicky. I don't like the D-pad. I, I find the sensitivity on the, the sticks not to my liking. Maybe it's just a preference thing. This must yeah, be. I find I'm shocked by this. A little... They're smaller and a little seems a little more cramped, but I don't know. I just don't I tend. I don't like it. Like I, 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 I bought use a it. second one so I could use it for my PC. So did I. It's my oh. yeah. I have one that I use for my PC and one that I use for my Xbox. But it is personal preference. And despite that, I do think they should do a relaunch because as somebody who got to finally play a PS5 and play with the PS5 controller. Uh, that haptic feedback thing is really cool, and I wouldn't mind if they. Took a look at it. That well, feels really, really good. Yeah. The, they're the, probably not complaints. They're probably more in line with what you're talking. About. Yeah. Well, their quote here's here's his quote. Uh, We're definitely thinking about different kinds of devices that we can bring more gamers to the uh, to different places. There's probably some work they'll need to do on the controller. Spencer told game ca- the GameCast crew, which was transcribed somewhere. Anyway, he says, "quote I think Sony has done a really nice job with their controller. We kind of took uh, at uh, took a look at some of that and think." Uh, are there things that we should go and do, unquote. So I really like this side of Microsoft where these days where they're not trying to hide anything. They're just like, yeah, I think Sony did pretty cool stuff there. We should probably do some of that. Like, I, just, I don't know why yeah. I like that. I just like that openness. Yeah, it, it seems it's, it seems really <clears throat> unlikely in, a, in an industry, a lot of industries like that that are very protective or very not open and competitive to just be like, yeah, cool. We like all this stuff. Let's just... yeah. Let's just chill and jam and let's help each other improve and make awesome experiences and get games to as many people. Like, holy, like, I hope that stays. That seems to me like the kind of thing that won't happen after Phil Spencer moves on or, you know, you get worried. Like, it's great that he's there. It seems like he's shepherding this era and you almost worry that that'll be over once he's, you know. Well, it seems to jive pretty well with Sachin Adela, who's kind of you could look at as the chief you know, reason that Microsoft turns has turned a lot of things around and they're focused on Azure and backend and all that. And they, they put them yeah. in their most profitable place they've ever been in. But uh, part of it is also, it's just a juxtaposition because Sony's position as previous generation leader is keep it locked down. Don't share our secrets. It's the opposite. And it's like what Microsoft was before that. Behavior for any corporate, like, right. you know, Hollywood's like that too, right? Right. So you cast that. You have to ask the question. Disney was like, "Let's give our uh, tech to everybody. We want all the studios to be able to make wonderful, delightful movies like Marvel. Like they're not going to share that shit without you paying them, right?" Well, I think an unintended side effect of this too, which would be really, really nice, is you know, a lot of times when somebody does something that's perceived as gimmicky, whether it turns out to be good or not, like Sony did with the haptic controllers it turns out like first party games for the most part really use it well and effectively and nobody else does anything with it because they're not going to put a team on okay for the ps5 version we need to make sure you guys go in and program all the haptics just for the ps5 version you just aren't going to allocate resources that way but if it's something that both controllers can support and do maybe you see a bigger adoption rate of everybody saying hey yeah we think this is a cool thing we're going to put it in our game because it's going to now benefit ps5 
Xbox and PC. Mm-hmm. Let's go ahead and move forward with it, which I is what I want to see. And the problem is, is when only one side's doing it, nobody jumps on the bandwagon because it's just not cost effective. Right. It's a little like um, uh, Rumble back in the day. You know, you, you the the original days of what the the Wavebird was first or whatever. You would the only Rumble ever... Pack, the N sixty four Rumble. Oh, pack. I forgot about that thing. So yeah, that's a very exclusive, you know, way to develop it. But when it became more of a modern mainstream thing, then everybody supported Rumble, including third party crap you buy for your PC from Chinese, you know, cheapo brands. Like it's all over the place. Some of this could be similar to that. But we all we also always forget that Sony does this with every generation. They have a controller gimmick and it either flops or it succeeds. And in the case of the PlayStation three, it was six axis. That flops. It was garbage. Ugh, was that garbage. one was so bad. It was garbage. Oh, it made me sad every time it popped up and it was like, you want to move your controller? Yeah, it was garbage. It nope. was terrible. It was an awful thing. It didn't work. The next time around, it was their big touchpad thing at the top. Uh, it's okay. It, it, just, okay. it just acted yeah. as another button at the end of the day. Like People used it for maps. Like, oh, I'm in Assassin's Creed. Hit the big giant button for the map. It was like that. Um, nobody really blew anyone's minds with it because like you said, it's not universal across all potential consoles slash PC use cases. It's going to have a limited development. This thing, this time seems like it's got more traction because there's actual, I don't know, benefits to the gameplay. It's actually a really cool, neat new thing. I hope this is the one that t- not only takes off, but others emulate. And it sounds like Microsoft might be interested and emulating it, and then we see more widespread adoption of it because then these things become standard in the future, which means they're less expensive, which means they're everywhere, which means it's just part of our gaming texture now, you know? And I'd be fine with that. Uh, But anyway, more as we know it. Uh, Finally, Netflix. You know Netflix. You're familiar with Netflix. You guys, you know all about Netflix. You ever use them? I have uh, chilled to a program or two in my time. Have you? You've chilled yeah. Netflix Dan mm-hmm. chilled. Bo, how about you? You've, yep. you know. I haven't chilled in a decade. <laughs> <laughs> take, take that. Take from that what whatever you will, listener. But um, uh, no, uh, you know, Netflix, bitter ubiquitous. Everybody has it. It's a thing. Ironically, uh, using Microsoft's backend, which is Azure, which is the backend for xCloud and all the gaming stuff. Uh, it looks like, well, it's this is confirmed now. They're getting into video games. Uh, Great. Awesome. Yeah. Here's what I think it'll be. And this is pure speculation because we don't know anything else at this stage. Of course, it will be streaming. So think Stadia, think xCloud, think Luna. Okay. That's the area we're talking about here. Um, This will be uh, something that you'll be able to play anywhere you're at on any device that streams Netflix. If it can stream Netflix, you can play it there. And my belief is it won't be homegrown games. It will be stuff you already know about. It'll be Destiny. It'll be Fortnite. It'll be games you know and already play. Maybe some exclusives. But the bottom line will be they are going to build a Stadia-like service that will be part of their existing subscription program, possibly for more money per month if you want the game part of it. But they're going to build an xCloud slash Stadia competitor. And I think in the the end of the day, they might be the only real competition to xCloud. I already think Stadia is going to die and go away because I don't think I don't think Google's got the appetite for well, streaming is Netflix's whole business. It's an expertise. Yeah, plus it's their whole thing. thing. Exactly. Yeah. Um, they don't. They may not have. I mean, there's questions about some of the latency technologies and other stuff. But again, they're using Azure. They're leveraging a technology that is already doing this for xCloud 
And frankly, Sony uses Azure <laughs> for all their back end for PlayStation Now. So um, who is it that uses? Oh, um, they already. So Netflix already uses Amazon for their back end stuff. One would assume that they could still do that for this part of it, or they could make this deal with Azure and move forward. I don't know. But either way, of course they're doing this. Like, of course they're doing this. Why wouldn't they do this? Somebody said in an, in an earnings call at Netflix, uh, which had their name, our biggest competitor isn't Amazon Prime Video. It isn't Hulu. It's not Disney Plus. It's not HBO Max. It's none of those. In fact, it's none of those combined. It's Fortnite is our biggest competitor. Like, literally, that's the eyeball time we're trying to get. And not just from that age demographic, but the idea is that games are their biggest competition. So get into games. Suddenly you're all, you're part of the conversation and you're, you know, making lots of money on games. So anyway, I mean, if that's the way it worked, that's something I would consider. They were like, Hey, throw a couple extra bucks on your, uh, Netflix subscription and just play some games that you'll have access to. You don't have to buy anything. You don't have to do anything extra. Just here you go. You can play it now. Like, yeah. I mean, part of the reason I had no interest in Stadia was okay, so I need to take a risk and buy a version of a game for a, a untested, unknown. Like we don't know if it's going to stick around. Uh, system, yeah, fifty nine uh, bucks no, either way. I'm not yeah. going to do that. Yeah. But if you say it's kind of like what we were talking about with the Steam Deck, if you're going to just say like, "Hey, you have a library for a thing you're already paying for," like. Easy. Okay, sure. I'll try it out. And if it's garbage, I'll change my subscription back. And if it's great, I'll keep it and I'll continue to spend the money. Or more realistically, I'll add the money to my subscription, hate it, forget about it for about a half a year, go, why is my bill so high? And then cancel it. But it will get canceled eventually. Like, um, it's, It's just, you're not asking people to do a lot to try it. And I think when you don't ask people to do much, more people are going to test the waters with it. Right. Yeah. Also, it's sort of, I guess, it's curious timing given that Game Pass has become a thing and been wildly successful. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'm fairly certain without Game Pass, maybe Netflix doesn't take this chance. Like, because as much as this is like Stadia, it's a hybrid of the Stadia thing and the Game Pass thing. Right. And the game, like the net, the net, Game Pass is Netflix of gaming. That's yeah. how we describe it to people who ask about it. I'm just like, it's Netflix, but video games. Yeah. Which I so, think is a fair way of putting it. And it must drive so, them nuts yeah. that they're the Netflix of Netflix and they don't have a gaming of Netflix. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? Right. I mean, like, oh, yeah, let's get on on that. The thing that I, I – they'll probably be successful, like, in the way John described. But I'm not in any rush or excited at all about this news. The fact is Phil Spencer's done a lot of work building a brand trust at, in, in gaming and offering good games. I predict everything's going to be a variation of Bejeweled and what – 80 year olds would appreciate playing who, who aren't into gaming. Like I, I don't, I'm not looking to have the latest. I mean, maybe they'll do it, but I'm skeptical. I remain skeptical about this. Also, any games launched exclusively for Netflix streaming will be canceled after the first patch. Cause Netflix, not a great track record for any content creation. So I hope they don't get into actually making any games. 
Um, yeah, and I, I did read plenty of articles that suggested they would be publishing video games. Mm-hmm. Let, let me mm-hmm. be clear. My reaction is 100% on what Scott proposed with like, hey, it's just going to be another platform that you already have that's you can play other games out there, assuming there isn't too much overlap with what Game Pass is offering, because I'm not going to switch. I'm going to keep Game Pass for sure. Um, like, I'd be into that. If it's Netflix is like, hey, guys, here comes Netflix's greatest video game we've ever made. It's like, oh, I don't I don't want to know what Netflix thinks. It's it the can Walking make Dead. Video it's, game. A, it's Walking Dead video game. Well, I hope it's not Walking yeah. Dead. It should be like... Uh... They don't own that. What would it be like? Um, It'll be Lilyhammer, the video game. <laughs> is that a Netflix original? I don't know. Yeah, it was one of the first. What was the first one? House of Cards. Yeah. House oh, of they cards make a House game. of Cards game and they just take out yeah. what's his name's likeness because everyone's <laughs> mad at him. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I mean, it would be to me, this is not worth it unless they do the thing I say they're, they should do. If they don't do that, I'll be shocked. If this isn't an attempt to try to get people a whole section of games up there that say the names destiny 2 and say the names Fortnite and say the names whatever if those aren't up there this is a waste of time they shouldn't even bother mm-hmm. well i would bet Fortnite's not going to be on there that might i mean no i don't see epic going yeah you guys can have Fortnite. i mean why I not why would it. they care they just they just because want they the want money. you to they want you on the Epic Games launcher. That's yeah, what but they, they, want. On the they want you situation. looking at Netflix. Yeah, but they don't want you. Then that, but that doesn't work because that would mean they don't want you looking at any other storefront, and they're on everything. They they would be happy to be on there so long as Netflix doesn't ask for a cut of any of the in-game purchases. That's the yeah. I guess Epic that's true. That's true. Like, that's true. Yeah, I, I, that's but I don't know. I think at this one. point where they have their own storefront, they want you launching from their stuff. Like, I think they probably don't even want you playing on console, but they probably are like, oh, we get too much money from that. Well, you'd have but if to. there was a way for them to put the Epic's game launcher on console, they would do that. They, they so, probably would. But you go, I mean, I can play Fortnite on Stadia. Like, they're not going to. I mean, they're, I don't think their goal they're not going to pass up something like this. Netflix has more house homes, home installed, you know, as installed home base than anything right now. Like it's unbelievable how much yeah. coverage they have. So if they could pull that off, I, everyone's going to be in line for it. That's true. That's true. It's that's not much a, more money coming into Epic. It's a massive install base is all I'm saying. And if it's simple, like you were saying, like if it's just, Hey, even if it's not, you they may it. even come out and say, look at our top tier. That means you get in at the, at the 720 rate. If you want 4k, you, you pay an extra five a month or whatever, like whatever their tiers are. Um, and they can differentiate themselves by saying, look, we have a library of games that you're just going to do game pass style, not stadia style. I just don't know who wouldn't try it. And you sync any controller you got to it. Like pfft, done deal. Yes. David Letterman, the interviews game, the chat room has gone nuts with like, <laughs> Bojack Horseman, I, The Reckoning. Yeah. I was um, a big <laughs> fan of uh, Queen's Gambit uh, FPS. <laughs> it's because it's so obvious what the game would be, and then they just took it to a different place. Yeah. I really like it. It should be a chess game, but no, it's a shooter. It's a shooter. Yeah. And also, you'd have um, a stand-up simulator. It's like Rock Band, yeah. but it's for stand-up comedy. Yeah. You, you be the stand-up comedy, but as you tell the jokes, you have to press the right buttons. Oh, I like it. Up. I like it. How about- oh, they did that. That was an actual game that exists. Really? Oh, is it? Or exists. Yeah, it's a it's a community. It's one of those like everyone gets in a lobby and people go up and do their stand-up routine. I don't know what it's called, chat. If you know, 
share it but yeah the bell now. There, there's a hundred percent a actual like stand-up like comedy and comedy social experience thing hmm. yeah they're just saying it. Just oh, comedy Jones night unleashed. ziggurat found comedy it night. they oh, had it ready ziggurat, comedy ziggurat night. knows a lot of stuff yeah i like how uh, the witcher and castlevania were thrown out which are also ironically netflix original <laughs> programming as well yeah comedy night's only five dollars get in there bo you got it finally yeah. Let your let your stand up fly, dude. <laughs> the number one review in the past thirty days. I got doxed playing. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's fantastic. All right, uh, well done, everybody. We've covered it all, and we can't wait to get your feedback. Core show at gmail dot com. We'd love to hear what you think about these new things, because boy, was it popping this week. Okay, time for these. <laughs> The games we played this week. I'm going to surprise everybody with my number one pick of the week, which I did not expect. It was from a free epic giveaway game some weeks ago, a uh, couple weeks ago, I guess. Didn't think anything of it. I just go in there every week and see what's free and then get, get it. So it's just there. I have it. I rarely play it. Depends like what's going on. I have been enjoying Old World, of course, so I've been playing it over there. But those free games, I just make sure I get them. Sometimes they're duplicate stuff I already have on Steam, but I still get it. Just well, anyway. reminded me, I have to go pick up the current free game because I've been wanting it for a long time and I've never oh, bought you sh- it. Oh, totally should. Yeah. He's just, uh, I have a little reminder that says go do it every week and I go in there and I just make sure I get it. And one of those days was a game called Ironcast. I don't know if you guys remember this. It's not a, it's not a get fit quick on weightlifting podcast. It's an actual video game called Ironcast. And um, uh, how do I describe it? It's a normally fully, you know, premium game that they just happen to give away made by a small team that is a steampunk mech game. Okay. So big. Okay. Uh, I'd have John, I'd have John's air for a second on this. <laughs> yes. So it's like, uh, you know, imagine the era of, um, of, of steampunk. What would we call that? 18... 18- 1880s Britain or something. I don't even know when this would be set, but it's all very much like that time era. And mm, everybody rides... revolution. Right. And there's big, giant mechs that are steam-driven and have all kinds of weapons. And, and uh, you go on these missions and you're this very prim and proper lady who's definitely from the era, but you're like an assassin with this mech. And, oh, Lord, look, it's a mech. And the lady sends you on these mech uh, fights is like, you know, this old lady who runs the the whatever secret uh, group that you work for. And and it's called Ironcast. And um, the game itself is a little bit weird. At first, I was really put off because I went, is this like a puzzle game? Like, were we talking like bejeweled here? Because when, when I've seen screens, mech over here, mech over here, and in the middle, a grid of what looks like gems to match. Yeah, I got to tell you, uh, I just pulled up footage of it, and yeah. what was in my head as you were starting this, and what I saw, yeah, are very different things. Yeah, it, and I don't blame you for seeing that and going, oh, because it did that to me. It exactly did that to me. But I decided, you know what? I'm not going to judge. It. I'm going to check this thing out and see what's up. So I did, and i really like it i like it a lot and here's what i like about it the game is a little bit deceptive in terms of what it actually is that mechanic of fighting you know you remember puzzle quest and how much fun that was it was like rpg mm-hmm. elements it was like first time that sort of thing had ever been done 
It's a little like that, except you're not matching three. You're trying to make contiguous lines of stuff and make combos that way. So it's one of those puzzle games where you start up here and work and get as many in a in a combo as possible. And then that clears those all out. And then the next ones fall. The difference here is you have three turns to do whatever you're going to do with the puzzle in the middle. And once you've done three of those, you're done. Now you can use whatever points you got for doing that. So you might have some combat points built up, which is like an energy bar. You might have freezing points uh, built up, which will help with you heat with your your heat situation and also does some cold damage, um, different kinds of damage types or whatever. There's also a healing thing so you can repair parts, that sort of stuff. Once you've done those three things, which are strategic and you're trying to be smart about your usage, then you say, all right, I'm going to fire my main cannon. And that's going to take this much power that I've accumulated through the puzzle mechanic. I'm now going to fire off that cannon. It fires it off and does a bunch of loud damage to the other mech. Um, You might be able to do a defensive move, like moving forward puts you in kind of a dodge mode. So they have a higher chance of missing you if you're moving. Um, So you might do that. This game looks like Solitarica, but with a matching. A little bit. Gym matching. A little bit. Yeah. I'm glad you brought, I'm glad you said that because it's like, Solitaire, what it does with cards and solitaire is really just a thin overlay of some pretty fun kind of RPG mechanics. And that's mm-hmm. what this is. It's just a different mechanic on, on top. But at the end of the day, it's about, I mean, there's like random uh, weapon and armor and, and like drops you need for your mech and they're color coded. So rares and epics and all, you know, Diablo style loot. Um, and you, uh, before each mission, you can go equip your thing up like that, heal up, unlock perks, stuff like that. There's a little bit of a roguelike sort of element to it because if you die, you you take some knowledge back with you and go back and try again, sort of stuff. Um, completely took me by surprise how much fun I how much fun this is. And uh, the only thing I would say to anybody who maybe picked it up and just thought, well, I'll grab the free game and then I won't worry about it. Go play the game. Um, it's not, I promise you, it is not what you think it is by just looking at it. The, your first look at it, you'll just go, oh, it's a, some kind of puzzle game, maybe pass. It's different than that. And I found myself going <laughs> yep, it's over. it's like you've read my mind. Yeah, and I went over and over and over again. I couldn't stop playing this game. Mm-hmm. And I was shocked by it. Because like I say, the actual gameplay of, of, the, of, the, of the puzzle part of it, you, your, your brain goes, uh, seen this a million times in mobile games, maybe or maybe not. I don't know. I can't. T- you know, I'm not sure, but it feels kind of mobily or whatever. And then once you understand what's actually happening with the mechanic and what that gives you, like opportunity wise, there's like strategy and tactics and and these RPG elements and leveling up and getting loot when you beat dudes and going back out better prepared the next time. I really like it, and I'm. Not surprised it ended up being free because they probably have a hard time selling this, if I was to guess. I'm guessing some people have the exact same impression I described. And they just go, well, I don't want to play a puzzle game. But, dude, they're big old mechs. Yeah, and the- I mean, it's not flat, not as flashy as a lot of games you might see. No. If, I, if I'm just looking at it strictly as a, you know, how much interest would this generate? Yeah, but yeah. It looks like. It looks like a, a one of those games where you just like, oh, let me do one more run. Let me do one more puzzle. You know, yeah, it looks for fun. sure. There's a lot of that stuff. Like I say, I'm not telling anybody out there to go spend the 20 bucks or whatever it is to find out. I'm just saying, if you got it on that free day, don't overlook it. It's actually good. And well, This looks awesome. Yeah. I, I think it looks cool. I hope there's a demo somewhere where people can actually play it. 
and then decide for themselves because yeah puzzle fighter is another good example crimson neon sort of but you know the the goals here i don't know they they just it's i like a game where they give you a simple interface and then crazy shit happens like i I like that it's not how do i put this like this could have been a game where i don't know it could have been an rts or a turn-based strategy game but there's a million of those like what would you do to differentiate yourself well i feel like that's what this is it's like well here's how we're going to be different and here's the aesthetic and we're going to set it in a steampunk environment and we're going to have these big barreling steam mech machines that didn't ever exist, but wouldn't it be cool if they did? And so it's got a cool tone and kind of, you know, world buildy thing going on. And I don't know. I really like it. There's also a story going on. I hadn't mentioned that. So there's a bunch of dialogue to read. There's numbers when you do damage. That's a big, yeah, there's numbers, Bo. I thought of you as soon as I saw (laughs) a button number pop up, I went, Oh, Bo's going to love this. There's numbers. I like damage numbers. Anyway, I like it a lot and uh, would recommend it uh, highly. Again, that's iron cast. Uh, Epic Store, but I think it's on Steam as well. I didn't go look, but I think so. Um, all right. I also played a ton of Griftlands Brawl Mode, which is what you unlock when you've done the three campaigns. And Brawl Mode is basically a simplified version of the game where you're not traveling around the map and doing all the story beats. Uh, you instead are, you have an initial draft and you have some bonuses up front, and then you start basically doing a random campaign that says, you want to go fight this guy, you want to go argue with this guy. You go do those things, you win or you lose, you you level up. It's a, it's like playing a little bit more of a straight Slay the Spire version of that game. Um, really like it, though, because you can just get in and go. And uh really adds to the, the lifespan. Oh, and there's a ton. Bo, you'll like this. When you get there, there's a ton of um mutators. So you can just go do random mm. ones or choose them by yourself, but there's hundreds of them. Yeah, and- I saw that panel. I haven't activated them yet, but... Yeah, it's pretty crazy. All kinds of weird challenges, helps unlock strange cards you can't get any other way, that kind of stuff. And oh, really? Oh, interesting. That game continues to be really good. Uh, sure. And then I broke a bunch of ships. I played a lot of Shipbreaker. We know what that's about. <laughs> I streamed a bunch I'm of glad. it, too. But that game is uh, your zen space. So it really is. You didn't ignore it. It really is. I love it so much. I played um, two perfect... So these, they have a class of ship called the Gecko class. It's a big... Oh, sometimes cargo, but a lot of times it's like it'd be a personnel transport ship. It's a big ship, the biggest in the game so far. From the Homeworld universe? No, but they kind of look like them. (laughs) I still think they're they they make everything kind of feel like Homeworld, but they're just not saying it. Um, But that ship is is cool, and they've got these new hazards in it, like the the rads that you get off of uh, a malfunctioned. radiation thing i forget what it's called but it's basically a thing if you're not really ginger with it and you and you bump it at all that thing just starts pumping radiation and it's bad um leaves a big cloud takes forever to dissipate so you just got to be really careful with it and i was having so much fun and and i did two runs of this thing did it on stream and did two perfect gecko teardowns take about an hour each but man that felt good and you get so many of these like upgrade points when you do it right when you get everything and it's so satisfying i love that game can't get enough of it. All right. John and Bo. Breaker. Y'all play- I'm still amazed they haven't come to recruit you for some like secret government <laughs> like satellite destruction property. Like like Bruce Willis in Armageddon. Playing just he's maybe, the only one. He's the only one we can get yep. to save us from the satellite garbage and space. Maybe he's maybe it is a recruitment breaker. program. Like maybe it's yeah. designed to attract specific types of people for analysts to, to vet for analysts work. And Scott's one of them. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't like. Laura for real says Scott will literally play any shovelware to avoid playing Final Fantasy fourteen. That's not true at all. <laughs> they don't look like shovelware. They're not it's shovelware. Funny. Like Grifflands is an incredible deck builder. I think Ironcast right. is an amazing. When you're a find. fan of a game, sometimes everything seems like shit in comparison to your favorite. Well, game, that seems so. like their problem, not mine. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. I, mean, I would I would have said that in my Heroes of the Storm days. There's lots of times people were playing games and all I wanted to play was Heroes. Yeah, I get it. And there are times even now where I'll just get so focused on one thing. But, you know, I like a, I like a ton of stuff. Yeah. Uh, John, Final yeah. Fantasy fourteen. you're in. You're you're all in. You've never been more in. Look at you. You're in. Yeah, I, Bo probably has some actual, like, content besides just gushing over it to say. So I'll leave most of it to him. But one thing I do want to say about that game, just to clarify, because as I've taken this journey, there was certainly something at the start of it that I wondered as I was playing through it. And now that I'm on the other side, I feel like I can speak to it, which is sure. I'm enjoying it now while I'm engaged in the story and I'm, I'm all in and, and find that story to be amazing. But am I going to still be interested when I get to end game? Like, does this game have an end game? Is that end game satisfying? is this game going to hold me once the story runs out? And so I'm pleasantly surprised to find that I am still just as hooked at the end of the story as I was during the story. Mm. So for anybody that's sitting there looking at the game going, well, okay, sure. It's a long RPG story, but is there any like meat to the, to the MMO portion of it? Um, yes, there is. And it's very good. And it's, it's, Funny because I've actually been doing things in it that are things I used to do in WoW and things that I have complained about being in WoW and being bad. I've been doing, like, if you said, John, what are you doing in in Final Fantasy Endgame right now? I'm raiding, I'm doing dungeons, I'm doing dailies for rep, and, uh, you know, collecting old transmog and stuff like that. All of that stuff is stuff that's in WoW. All of it is being done better in Final Fantasy right now, just to be frank about it like even the rep grinds which i hate in wow is so much better with the way they handle it and i'm having fun with it and so i i'm doing a bunch of things that are familiar but different and having a good time and yes as chat's pointing out i'm also watching Bo perform every now and then Sometimes I'm not, but he's just performing near me for an extremely long period of time. <laughs> Went back and watched the VOD to see how long Bo tried to get my attention at the game for. It was substantial. But you, the, the um, video you know, I saw with Bo was <laughs> Bo was really into it when I saw it. Like I saw him just like I don't know. You know who's the who's the singer that was blind that played the piano? Not Ray, Ray Charles. Not Ray, Ray Charles, Charles. The other one, um, Stevie Wonder. Stevie Wonder. Bo's back. So I see the keyboard interface, the UI, and I see all the stuff in his little photo in the corner, and you're railing, and you're just going like this. Like, <laughs> well, I just thought, I mean, wow. I was enjoying playing. It, it's fun. He's really found um, his place, man. It's awesome. Yeah. So, so that's all I, I really want to say on on that. I'll let Bo talk uh, the rest about it, but um, it's still really good. I, I'm still captivated in that game in a kind of crazy way and it's not letting me go yeah that's awesome so bo tell us uh we'll come back i want to come back to your old world start well, in a second. We're, we're yeah what about old world well do you want to talk about that first do you want to oh, okay yeah well i guess it makes more sense this is the final fantasy yeah. 14 combo, yeah this is, so. a, this is the section yeah yeah so Dream i only streamed an hour of my barding but so 
last time we talked, I was like, I don't think I'm going to play this game anymore. Blah, 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 blah. The next time I played, you know, uh, off stream or whatever, I leveled up to 30. I got all my barding. Or maybe I'd already done that last week. I don't remember. But anyways, last weekend, I spent about 20 hours of game time in Final Fantasy 14, and I didn't earn a single experience point. Um, uh, I was arranging. So so in Final Fantasy 14, as a, when you get the bard job, you can play instruments. Um on a three octave range on a keyboard that other players can hear. Mm-hmm. Now there's a lot, there's a three octave limitation, which sucks. A lot of songs can have six octaves or higher and you can't play chords. You mm-hmm. can only play one note at a time. So it's very limited, but yeah. at the same time I was walking by and I could hear people playing fairly complex things. And I'm like, mm, must be more to it than this. So I searched around and lo and behold, no add ons in this game, but there is a um, fan made, uh, add on to run MIDI files. And for those who don't know, MIDI file basically contains song information and striking sounds at different points in time. A lot of, you know, it's the stand, standard for music. Sure. So it'll, it'll play MIDI files through macro on your keyboard. So you have to set up all your keyboard uh, keybinds to what it says. And then you run your MIDI files, and then you can stand somewhere, and you can play the MIDI files. I play guitar. I don't play keyboards, so I'm not very good. And it'll do what's called an appreggio or preggio. I don't know how you say it out loud. I just read it. An, an ARP, basically. So even though you can't play chords, it will simulate chords by playing a chord notes, you know, multiple notes at once in quick succession. Mm-hmm. There's still a lot of input lag, and it's janky. However, it's quite fun to go to Gridania and hang out in the bar and, you know, play toss a coin to your Witcher. By the way, I agreed to a, a, a thing where I wouldn't play third party songs. I'm totally playing third party <laughs> songs. If they want to cancel my it. account, fine, go ahead, whatever. Um, also, I just want to say before you go too far, Bo, thanks a lot because I have had toss a coin to your Witcher stuck in my head oh, for days now <laughs> since you tried to get my attention yeah. in the game. It's been stuck in my head again. So uh, I well, you're welcome. It's 100% from you. Yeah, you're welcome. So that 20 hours was spent sort of figuring out the tech. And then I was building my repertoire. Now, because it's only a three octave range, most songs that are wonderful take place over more than uh, three octaves, yeah. you know, probably five or six or whatever. So a lot of that time was spent in, in Reason, which is the DAW that I use, um, rearranging MIDI files so that they would sound like the song, but within a three octave range. And also if it's a piano arrangement, like there are streamers who stream or not streamers, but YouTubers who do arrangements of like divinity, original sin. So I'm like, and then they, they sell their sheet music, which you can convert into MIDI. And so I signed up for their Patreon. <laughs> I spent money on getting MIDI files, but then the, the they were piano arrangements. So they'd be over five or six octaves. So I'd have to take them into reason and, crunch them into three octave range, but also there's 10 fingers. There's a lot of different notes and it doesn't play chords. So I've got to figure out how, you know, two or three at most, depending on the song to make it sound good in final fantasy. So I end up doing a lot of work, making arrangements specifically to run in final fantasy 14 and sound. Okay. So that's about 10 hours. And then the following 10 hours, all I did like 10 hours of gameplay, I would go from bar to bar, location to location and just play. 
And if what and people would hear like you're walking in Gradania and you hear, uh, you know, Epic Sax guy or you hear Toss it going to your Witcher or I had the Hades theme music. Yeah. Uh, I have an, I have, it's part of my repertoire. And I have some Final Fantasy and they people stop and they look at you and then you, they like clap and, you know, and I got my first tip. Somebody, you know, someone tossed Ooh. a coin to the to the Rothgar and I got 500 gil for a performance at one point. Nice. And it's it's just been a fun experience to like, you know, see people going about their business, they're questing, they're doing all their stuff. And I'm like, take a moment, listen to a nice song. And and so I have I've, I've literally been just going from bar to bar playing. And when I'm done a set, I'll be like, you've been a great audience. It's time for me to move on. And I'll like teleport to a to Limsa Limosa or whatever and go to the, the the prostitute district and play my music near all the prostitutes. That are that are there. Uh, there's just a, an area that has just a bunch of scantily clad women dancing and doing push-ups and exercises. Yeah. I, I assume they're prostitutes. We assume sex worker, sure. Yeah, um, yeah no judgment. It's no, just, none, none at it all. It seems to yeah. be what this area is for. Sure. I, maybe I'm wrong. And right. um, and I'm just playing. I'm playing music, and you know, uh, I've realized that there are some. It is possible to do duos, like do whole bands. So this octave thing, like if you have a lot of different parts of an arrangement. You can multi-box. The software allows you can get eight Final Fantasy accounts multi-box on your system and do a whole band. And there are people I've learned that that actually do this and put on concerts in various parts in game. And um, you know, congrats to them. I think I'm going to be a lone musician. I don't, I don't think I really want to be in a band, partially because I'm pretty much done with Final Fantasy 14. That yeah. may that may make some people sad, but. Um, I have a thing where if I realize a game is going to dominate so much of my life that I spent, you know, 70% of my long weekend making media arrangements for Final Fantasy 14, yeah. I probably just need to be not playing this game. <laughs> um, you know, because while it's a great amount of fun, yeah. there is a little bit of a, a regret hangover that comes with doing nothing but that for 20 or 30 hours. <laughs> and certainly there's a temptation to build up a concert repertoire. And, you know, and, and honestly, I have zero interest in questing further. Like, I asked John, I'm like, are there other cities? And he's like, oh, yeah. And I'm like, oh, but I'll have to quest and level to get to them. Yeah. The game side of Final Fantasy 14, if I can just be a little uh, more critical of, of the game, but mm. not in a bad way. It's a great game. Mm. There was a time when the skills, like, I'm really like getting better at games and, and developing skill. And I also like world exploration of these games. And there was a time where that's what World of Warcraft was for I think a lot of us when we were learning to do dungeons better and raid better and, and, and participate in these things. Yeah. Um, Final Fantasy 14 is, is just more wow. Uh, and I say just more wow. It sounds derisive. You can also say it's more wow. And that's amazing. It's more wow but than wow me, is right now. I would, I would, for, yeah, not, not, you know what? Not even like one of the things is like, you know, blizzards is big company. The, they have a mobile game. How dare they? I'm like, what the hell is square Enix? Like, they have some of the most worst mobile games in the world. Like they're no better than Activision. They're just they. It, they're just it's nice to be there. No judgment. Play their game, but I, I'm not really interested in getting on the whole the you know carousel again. The whole AAA modern MMO sure. reputation grind carousel. And and John like John's. I value John's opinion. And if he says it's better than in World of Warcraft, I believe him. Yeah. But I just don't want to do any of that. Yeah. Um, I find I don't have a desire for that. So I have this, I'm at this point where I'm like, I like barding, but like, I don't really want to play the game anymore. 
<laughs> you don't want to not pay because it isn't good. Do you want? I mean, how do you feel about spending twelve bucks a month or whatever it is Canadian to to be a bard? Is that a worthy? Is that worth it? <laughs> That's Bo fine. It's like, a bard based MMO, and nobody has made one yet. Yeah. And you can uh, you can get out That's, there, people. Yeah. That's fine. <laughs> a lot of this is also in the context that I discovered Sea of Thieves shortly after starting Final Fantasy fourteen, yeah. and Sea of Thieves is my game of the year. It has <laughs> been the most fun that I've had in a video game in twenty twenty one. Yeah. You're, you're it, raving about it has got me so interested in playing finally everything it, you said. it's 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 just fun like when i you know it's fun to play you know level up and to do things and the story's great but like the sheer amount of like hilariousness uh, i've been having in sea of thieves like laughter and good times like when we play dwarf game or vermintide i'm like that's i want to have that kind of fun when i'm playing a video game mm. so with those things combined i think it's not a good long-term choice for me ultimately even though i agree with john this is a very good video game and i can see how the story is getting good like i have no um i would not contradict anything john has said about this game i think it's very good i just think i'm also evaluating how i'm spending my time but the barding is awesome i really appreciate it and if i'm next week or the week after i'm still playing final fantasy 14 it's because i can't stop barding <laughs> um, <laughs> it's still a real possibility i i do enjoy it quite a bit it, it's it's it is fun and you're showing on the on our video here our audio listeners can't see it but right. you're showing some synchronized dancing and there's a whole concert going on in the back so this is these this is the part about mmos that i like like just let us play and do cool shit you know this game seems I, to know I, that. This game seems to have a very really good handle. I will give uh, it all the credit in the world for this. I don't know. Barding is 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 the barding and dancing is really the only thing. Because I asked, and maybe John, maybe didn't I didn't ask, and maybe I just thought I asked. But I, I was like, do all the jobs have something cool like this? And it's like, it's no, it's just the bar. You know, well, like everyone's right. in dancing but mode. I guess but, what I'm trying well, to say is the game the game isn't the game isn't just fun it's not a giant funnel to raid. And that's what most MMOs feel like these days. Certainly, WoW feels that way to me. It's just a yeah. funnel. I mean, right. it's a great I, game. It's you know. I, I think I think to to answer both Bo and Scott because I I think you guys are kind of overlapping a little, but I do think it is two different answers. Yes, the the Bard thing is an exclusive Bard thing, yeah. um, and and it's only there. But I do think what Final Fantasy is good at doing, and definitely better than modern WoW, is creating those moments. So we talked about this a little bit a long time, a a while back um, where if you ask anybody what their favorite memory of an MMO is, it's probably not going to be like, Oh, that, uh, that time we did the same thing that everybody else did. Like it's probably going to be a created moment. It's going to be something where there was this crazy thing that we ran into or there's this crazy thing we did. Like for me, if you ask my favorite wow memory, it was, um, there was a, a time a friend and I were fighting ogres in Nagrand during burning crusade. And we were on a PVP server at the time. And there was a little gnome, a little Alliance gnome that was helping us fight, but we were horde and he was Alliance and we didn't trust each other. And I was like, this guy's going to betray us. This guy, the, the whole time we're fighting ogres together, I'm like, this guy, he's gunning for us. As soon as one of us looks weak, he's going to feast on our flesh. Yeah. And we were getting more and more nervous about it. And uh, it was just this tense, uh, tense trial. And then he accidentally hit one of us with a spell. And in hindsight, it was 100% an accident. He was probably trying to click an ogre that we killed. He clicked one of us and fired off a spell. He hit one of us. 
we dove on him. We murdered the snow. Killed him instantly. And then we were like, man, we killed him. And because he's a cowardly alliance player, he's going to probably bring eight friends here now to kill us. We got to get out of here before it gets hot. Mm -hmm. So we get on our mounts. We go tearing out of there because we just murdered somebody and we know we're in trouble for it. And there's this other alliance player coming down the road at us. And like two genuinely bad criminals that have stumbled into like a Fargo type situation. I panic and I go, he knows what we did. And we decide to kill this innocent Alliance guy on the road (laughs) because for some reason, I'm sure he knows we just committed a crime. So he had to die too. So we murdered him on the road. And it was just this moment of like, panic and like people making increasingly bad decisions like i said just like a, a coen brothers movie like played out in an mmo that's my favorite one of my favorite memories and wow that's not something they developed that's just something that the system's allowed for and i feel like that has gone away over time in world of warcraft and i do think final fantasy is better at creating a world where more of that stuff is possible because of how less restrained a lot of those systems are. And barding is a good example. And the elaborate outfits that you can make and put together and the fact that they don't take themselves so seriously. So you do see people on really stupid mounts and wearing really (laughs) stupid clothes all the time. Like, you know, you go into, you can do some of the most epic battles in final fantasy. Like it will be, heart-wrenching story that like there's a story beat in Shadowbringers that I haven't been able to stop thinking about since it happened and it's heavy spoilers so I can't talk about it but I just like it consumed my mind and I was deep in thought and like man this is so interesting this is so good and then the raid starts and you have somebody with a chocobo hit and it's like but that's fine and that's okay. You can do that. You can pivot from this heavy hitting story moment to Chocobo Headman is going to help me fight this fight. And that's okay. Yeah. And I think that's kind of the world that they've cultivated and why it's by so immersion, man. Yeah. Yeah. Immersion. Yeah. No, I, I mean, whether they fell into it by accident or this is all just a really ingenious plan to be this at the stage that it's at when it's happening, given the state of the MMO market in general, I, I don't know, but they've done you know they are they've they've found themselves in a really great position and i guess hats off to them for that because they are reaping the benefits uh back to uh what was oh old world a little bit i I did play a ton of that i talked about it so much last week i didn't want to burn everybody's ears up with it but i really like old world john did you have much of a time in there or how'd it go with you okay this is how i'm going to talk about old world there's one time i had to uh run and take the trash out real quick and i live in a place where it's hot so you can't do that barefoot here and uh so i had to do it quick and i was at my uh, parents house at the time and i just grabbed the flip-flops that were by the door and i started walking and there was something different about it and i couldn't tell exactly what it was and i got the trash out i did what i had to do but i came back and discovered that i had put on my dad's (laughs) flip-flops and there was something it, different about it. <laughs> and it it didn't feel right. Right. It felt different. They were more expensive than what my flip-flops were, so they were definitely more comfortable ultimately. Yeah. But they also weren't mine, and so there was an unsettlingness about yeah, it, yeah. and there was a discomfort that came along with it, yeah. and it was also like, "Ooh, my feet are in the same spot." And so it was good. 
but also a little uncomfortable. And that's how I would describe Old World, because I got into it and I was like, I've played Civilization. I know what these games are like. And I loaded it up and everything was just a little wrong. Not bad, but just not quite. It's like, hmm, that's not how that should work. Like, oh, I don't like where this is. Oh, that's the notification of what's going on in the world. I don't like it there. I don't like Mm. it looking like that. Um, So... It's going to be something where I thought I would just kind of casually play it and develop an opinion real quick for the show because I realized that all I had to talk about was Final Fantasy. (laughs) Uh, But then it turned out like, no, I'm going to need to sit down. I'm going to need to learn this. I'm going to need to come to terms with the fact that this is new shoes. And uh, it's like your dad's. It's like wearing your dad's flip flops. Yep. Now when you say that, we'll know what you mean. I would say that about card battlers switching from Grifflands to to tainted grail is like maybe like putting my dad's flip flop. It is like that. You're right. I think that's a fair way of putting it. Cause you played a lot of civ. Like let's not, let's not, you know, mm-hmm. beat around the bush here. John's played a ton of civilization in his day, mm-hmm. but I think your father's shoes is even a better, um, uh, scenario or, or a better description because this game was made by the lead on civ four. And yeah. there are things about it that harken back to the way civ four worked. Not much, but a little, and so some of that is like wearing your dad's old shoes. It's literally civilization's dad's old shoes, um, in a, in a weird way. But um, but yeah, I do the think shoes I, made another pair of shoes. Exactly. I had the same problem though. Like I came to it with like some of that civ expectation, and instead I had to I had to play it the way the game you know was designed. And it turns out I really like the way it's designed. But it did take me you know a couple of runs for me to go okay. I get the order system now. I understand why that's different and, and, and needed. Um, it took me forever to remember that it was only Civ Six where they started killing off your workers after they got a job done. I freaking hate that. I hate expendable workers. It drives me crazy in Civ. Yeah. And this game doesn't do that. Your workers are workers and they, you know, hang around. They just represent workers. They're not a worker. So, you know, Civ kind of wants both things. They want expendable units, but units that last 3,000 years. And I, I don't know why they can't do like five, five had workers that stayed around. So anyway, that's a small part of the game, but once you get the hang of that stuff and you realize what it means when you hover over a, a, a hexagon and have it say, well, this is really fertile land for a farm. Problem is it's right next to this city state and these guys are dicks and if you put a farm there. It's just kind of leaves an open hole. If I put, if I do walls, great, but I haven't researched those yet. Like there's a lot of a lot of nuance happening there, but then there's this whole thing on the ground with your family and who's raising who and which version of the family's running, which city that you founded and, and you know, why your wife wants to kill you secretly. You didn't know about it. And also you caught a disease and you may die anyway. Like there's so many like these weird personal things in it that it's made it feel like a whole different game, which it should. I don't want to just play Civ again. I have Civ. We can play Civ a million times, and whenever Civ 7 comes out, there'll be a new Civ. Um, This at least is saying, hey, here's some of those trappings and tropes of a 4X, but we're going to do it. We're going to tell a different tale here, and I really like what it's doing. So you just need more time with it, I think, because I think it's the kind of thing you'd love once it it clicks. Oh, and it's... The whole time, I guess, and I didn't play it for very long, to be clear, but I was definitely sitting there going, man, there's some really cool stuff in this. But then in the back of my head, I was also like, I hope Civ steals all this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) You like to see the underdog get wiped out by the big giant mega corporation. I I get it. (laughs) I know. And then I realized how, like, that that's not really a good way to look at it, because it's like saying, I don't know, I hope McDonald's starts selling 
yeah canes i mean they do that. i don't i don't know but like it's just not yeah. it's not great yeah they've but, done that to wow add-ons that's a that's a normal thing you got a good idea you bet your ass a company's gonna yeah they may include it. some of that stuff but but I, but I I know what you're saying. You're not saying you want indies to struggle and then get wiped out by their bigger. You don't want Walmart to kick the mom and pop out just because they're Walmart. I get it. Right. But also you got to go to Walmart sometimes and you're like, I kind of wish that convenient thing that small place does was happening here at Walmart. That'd be cool. It's like, me being lazy because basically <laughs> what I'm saying is I don't want to learn a new game. So I want the game that I know to put in the cool, innovative things that this game does Yeah, because I'm too lazy to learn the new game. That's and that's not point. good. That's not that's not right. But that is I mean, that is basically no, I get saying. it. You know what? Part of this is four X's. These games are huge and complex. And once you kind of get a rhythm that you call your own and it and it wins games for you, you don't have to learn it all over again. I get it. Totally get it. Like, totally get it. This is why I want to go play like a space game. It took me game. a long time to learn Civ. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you spent hundreds of hours in there. So yeah. I get it. But Old World's rad. And Humankind may be rad, too. I don't know. That comes out when? August, I guess? I'm curious about that one. Because that's those are the uh, endless space guys, and I like them a lot. So we'll see how they do. All right. Um, Bo. Dear Martha. Oh, oh no, we didn't Bo's do Dear Martha. Why did, why did we skip over that? Why did we do that? We're well, not... uh, did Bo, oh, let's give Bo his time and we'll throw it in before email. All right. See yeah. if I don't think I don't think it'll take too long because I've played two games this past week. Yeah. Most of it was barding in Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah. Uh, the other game I played was Sea of Thieves. And this is a game I want to be playing now all the time. And the thing is, I refuse to play it solo. Because it is a good, fun friend experience, and the discovery aspect is what's best. I'm even hesitant to talk about it here. I don't know, like, Scott. You seem interested. I don't know, John, if you're going to give it a whirl or not. But I, uh, played a like bit, I, I said, I liked my time, but I, my time was solo, and I, I think you're 100 percent right. I think that game has to be played with other people yeah. for it to be and, good. And, and not to sport, like not to like look at how to min max or do things right. Because, well, I'll just talk about it. Like they're they're so on the map. There was these red skulls, and we thought, oh, that's got to be something bad. Stay away from it. But we got kind of curious because one was nearby, and I was like, you know, looking off in the distance with your telescope, and I'm like, it looks kind of like just a sunken ship. What is that? And so um, we went on it, but as we went there, a giant shark tried to eat our boat, um, <laughs> which it's funny. I discovered Crofton's uh, actually has a fear of sharks. Oh, so all of really? a sudden, this game is really terrifying. Ooh, drive by all the sharks then. I want to watch <laughs> and, that. And the, the shark's the size of the boat. Like, it's it's, it's enormous. But um, anyways, we discovered that, oh, this is a sunken ship, and there's a treasure chest on it. And then we took the treasure chest, and we didn't know where to deliver it to. Yeah. We had no idea. We, we were trying to figure that out. And as we were trying to figure that out, a giant undead ship emerged from the water like Davy Jones style and started attacking us and chasing us and like it was all skeleton and I I didn't know that about this game it just went and like just emerged from the water and it it was such a shock I wasn't expecting that at all and I don't even know if it was related honestly that might have been just a random encounter I don't know if it was because we took that chest or not right right and um anyways this stuff like that it's it's just it's so delightful to to be exploring and not know what to expect and i'm so i play so many games when i play final fantasy 14 i know what to expect right this is the raid boss this is where i get my gear what's the thing what's this, this right. i'm like i'm never quite sure what to expect and i really appreciate that about this game mm. uh 
And the other thing is, and so that's one story. Uh, by the way, on that ship, don't board their ship. I thought I could board their ship, kill the skeletons, and take it for myself. Yeah. The skeletons res after a time, so I killed oh. them all, and then they res and killed Frigate me. skeleton. Yeah, yeah, the undead. They're, they're tough. Yeah. Um, but another aspect, another thing that happened, what we did in activity, and we streamed this one this week, was we were doing one quest, but we found a treasure map, and then we went to the island where the treasure map was pointing, and it was like it was like a, a riddle, and we had to find like you know do something with the endless lizard, and we spent like twenty minutes trying to find this endless lizard, and we were about to give up, and then I found the endless lizard, and then Elder Scrolls style, the the, the letter just goes glowing like, and I'm like, whoa, we're discovering shit, mm. and then there's more, it reveals more clues, and we had to go through a series of clues to find actually pretty sweet, you know, load of treasure to take back, um, so. This has all just been new. I, 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 didn't, I don't know that these systems exist in the game as I play them. I still don't know what else is in there. And it's delightful. And it's even though there's violence in the game, I, I really appreciate when a game can be very creative about the fun that you can have with it and be not emphasized on fighting and killing being the thing, which which they've done majestically here. So it's, it's kind of like a little bit of No Man's Sky uh, mixed in with a four-player co-op style game basically yeah. that's, that's that's you know it, there, there's crafting if if you there's just little things like if you eat raw fish you'll you'll face will turn green and your vision blurry and you'll throw up you got to cook the fish mm-hmm. you know there's stuff like that where it's like you have to do logical things in the game world uh but if you don't know them you can stumble and have these hilarious memories like john was talking about his memory of the emergent gameplay and, and wow there's a lot of that in here with your friends so ah, oh, this is this has been my favorite gaming experience this year, and I'm really enjoying that's it. awesome. And best in yeah. class water, never forget. That oh, water it's so good, I want it in everything. Yeah, it's really good. That thing rises oh. up and the sun hits it. Oh, it's so cool. And it even changes like when the waves are high and you're in it, you go up and down with the wave, just like in a real ocean. You're yeah. like, you know, it's scary at times. Makes me want to bust out a uh, jet ski or something. They don't have those in pirate times. Um, all right. Very nice. Uh, John, we're going to go back to our, our, uh, our Dear Martha review because didn't, I didn't mean to skip it. We're going to do it now. So everybody sit back and enjoy another review from the, the pages of Steam as told through a Dear Martha letter. Enjoy. My dearest Martha, today I write to you with a review of the game Reminiscence. Martha... This game is amazing for a free game. I don't usually leave game reviews, but this game blew me away, created by a single person. If you had a full-size team and funding, I could see this becoming triple-A horror title. Game gave me chills the entire time, playing sitting on the edge of my seat waiting to see what happened next. Very short-lived but amazing nonetheless. 8 out of 10. Game gives me PT vibes all day. Fantastic gameplay, great story, and the game actually scared me a bit. And that's really saying something. Check it out and dev keep up the good work. I'd love to see more of this game has amazing potential to become one of the best horror titles if the story and gameplay was expanded. Props to the dev. One of the best games I've played in a long time, and all I can say is I want more. Keep it up, dev. This game is just too good. 
Yours <laughs> in this life and the next. Ace Blaze official. Oh man, should have been crack, Crackhead Junior. Definitely blazed when he wrote that. Yeah, did he write that in um, all caps or is that just my? Oh yeah, away? let me just okay. put this in. Uh, let me just put the review here in our Discord. You can see it yourself. All right, because I wanted to find this. Yeah. You expressed that pretty well. And, and oh yeah, look at that, all caps, baby. I like, I like that. You <laughs> scared me a bit, and that's really saying something. Like not yeah. quite a bit. Like it's. Yeah, just an average me. amount, but that's still saying something. Scared me a bit, I guess. Oh yeah, there it is. A Jack. bit. You guys can see this. Well, it's actually one word. It scared a bit. A bit. Yeah, I tried to. Bit, I tried to make it sound like it was one word. If I, we'll see if that came through. Oh, I can't. Guy, I, it, it landed real well on my ear. Yeah, yeah. It's just like, loud. It this guy has uh, <laughs> broken. Either what is PT people. vibes? PT. Oh, PT. Don't remember PT on the PlayStation. The um. It was it was the demo that was all secrety and they weren't telling us what it was for. But if you beat it at the end, it would say Silent Hills, and it was supposed to be uh, Kojima was making a Silent Hill uh-huh. game, and it even had uh, what's his name that ended up in Backpack Simulator, uh, uh, whatever it's called. What's it Norman called? Reedus. Norman Reedus. He was in the very end of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <Simulator>. um, <laughs> but then that all got I, uh... canceled, and the demo eventually went away. I think if you never updated it. PS4 past a certain point, you still have it, but it was the scariest damn demo ever made. I mean, this is like before Resident Evil 7, so Mm. I feel like maybe since this, things have gotten scarier, but up to that point, nobody had quite done anything quite like that. It was a hell of a thing. I thought he was talking about like PTSD or like PT vibes was the... Oh, I see. Yeah, no, he means the actual PT. uh, Yeah, but you're right. It was probably a game he was referencing. Yeah. PT is a hell of a thing, man. You should watch a playthrough on... uh, PT, go home. Yeah, PT. I accidentally deleted it off my PS4, so it still shows up as something I can download, but if I try to download it, it won't let me. Yeah, it's really dumb that they don't just let you download it. Like, who cares? Why? Why? Uh, That's dumb. All right. Well, well done, everybody. It's uh, time for emails. That's a good question. Quick email from a listener. This is from Bino. Yeah. Ah, Bino. Old Bino, 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 Bino. Yep. Keeping us safe no matter what we do. Look at the big brain on Bino. Everyone loves Bino and his big brain. He says, hey, guys, uh, having never played the series before, I recently picked up Mass Effect Legendary Edition and finished the first game. Aside from the understandably clunky combat and UI, I really really loved loved it and looked forward to diving into 2 and 3. I also have a uh, or in-progress playthroughs of both Sekiro and Dark Souls 1 going, which are my first experience with Souls-likes. Well, those are both good games, uh, especially Sekiro is really neat. I, I wish I liked Souls-likes and I'd play it more. Anyway, that got me to thinking, is there a game or series that you always meant to check out that you just haven't been able to for one reason or the other? The first examples that come to mind with me uh, for me would probably be Dishonored or Bioshock. Thanks for all you do. Really appreciate you guys. Bino. Well, Bino, I appreciate you in those special cases where I need a little Bino. Um, all right. What are you, Bino? It's uh, <laughs> Bino, I don't know if they have it in Canada, but up here you can buy a Bino, and it's literally a thing that makes you not fart. So that's cool. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Is it, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a solution to beans? Yeah. If you, it, yeah. It's Bino, literally called like, Bino. It's like Drano, except yeah. the opposite. It's, it's like, like no, no beans. No beans. You're not going to do to me Be- oh, what you Bino. intend to do. Bino. Bino. I never heard of Bino. Yeah. Well, maybe it'll get up there one day. It's like Tim Hortons for you guys. I mean, just... I've had Bino Noir, but. <laughs> Bino Noir. Bino Noir. <laughs> I want that as a gamer tag, honestly. Uh, Bino Noir, that's not bad. <laughs> yeah. 
That's not bad. Um, All right. To answer this question, um, the answer would have been Dishonored, except I finally cracked that open, but I haven't finished it yet. I do really like that game, so I need to finish it. It's on my shame list. I don't know why I can't get into Dishonored. I've tried. I've tried three times and i have a hard time with that series even though it being completely up my alley everything about it is up your alley like everything Mm -hmm. the tone the setting the the perspective the the stealthy uh thiefy shit in there like i can't one thing that isn't is there is uh i don't know if it's in the sequel but i know there's a morality system in the first one yeah and let me just say when i'm playing like an assassin there's no morality i know i'm a light side shepherd all the way and you know i'm gonna be paragon till the day i'm dead (laughs) you make me an assassin folks gonna die like it is not i'm like hey if this guy lives that's just another set of eyes to see me later dead across the board <laughs> that my targets at the top of the house. Well, there's going to be a bunch of dead people between the bottom and the top. That's just how it's going to be. That's how I play those games. Uh, the only exception being weirdly, I got the pacifist achievement for the deus ex game, but oh. beyond that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I usually just take people out permanently and that's how I play these things. And pacifist no, is fun on deus ex though. It is. Fun. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's fun because you can you still get to do all the cool shit. It's just you're not killing anyone doing it, yeah. but you still get to do it. Like you still do just non lethal takedown. Oh, set the boss. Well, fight. you don't get to see the cool animations. Like there's some pretty rough violence if you use like the there's these metal bars. They're not even like blades. It's just these metal bars that you can just shoot shoot through people and just like murder them. Yeah, no, no okay. doubt. You don't you don't get to see that animation when you or, or his- there's the upgrade where you can just. Barf out explosives from your chest. So you never get to do that stuff. What's his name? Jan- uh, Jeffrey Jansen. What's his name? The character? The- Adam Jensen. Adam Jensen. I know. He's Hello, got guys, most, I'm Jeffrey Jensen. He's got, got the got most augments. boring name. Adam Jensen's like the most like, no, no offense to any Adam Jensen's, but it doesn't sound like a super spy stealth future guy. It just sounds like a dude. Oh, yeah, I can In see the, the Adam thing because there's a lot of religious allegory uh, with the story. No, that's but true. Yeah. The, the Adam thing is okay, but. Jensen is, you know, <laughs> Jensen's Jensen, get in here. I need those numbers for the fourth quarter. <laughs> you might as well just call him Jenkins, right? Adam Jenkins. Yeah, Adam <laughs> Jenkins. It's, it's like <laughs> the opposite. I always, I always laugh when you play like something like wow, or it happens in D and D too, where someone will be a werewolf or something like that. And they have yeah. like the perfect name for a werewolf. And it's like, wait a minute, did your parents think you were going to be a werewolf when you grow up. Cause your name's like, Gregory Lion Fang or yeah. something like <laughs> yeah. that. And it's like, my powers come from the lions. And you're like, well, did they know how this happened? Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the reverse of that. It's like the Adam is very good, but then it's like, well, of course his name's Jensen. He didn't know he was going to need to have a cooler last name. Yeah. And Jensen. in the case of like, you know, I was thinking of, I was, we watched some Thundercats this morning on the Adventure Club. And uh, at least in those cases, it's like, oh, Lion O is the name of the guy who was a lion. Tigra is the dude that looks like a damn tiger, and Panthro is a panther. Like we get it. Like it's just oh, and, and so it'd be monkey o for monkey, <laughs> and it'd be hamsteria <laughs> for the hamster. Hamsteria is also a good gamer tag. I feel hamsteria. like you have created two great gamer tags <laughs> on this show. Hamsteria. Yeah. You didn't even try to, and you did it. You accomplished the goal we've all been trying to do, which is two great gamer <laughs> Ra- tags. Raccoonery. <laughs> Raccoonery. <laughs> No, that's where all the raccoons are made, is the raccoonery. Raccoonery. Yeah. Raccoonery. Raccoonery. <laughs> and what other animals we got? Alligator. 
Alligator. Gator. Alligator. Tori. Tori. I mean, there's a lizard He's character in that thing. Alligatoro. Alligatoro? Hello, guys. I'm Alligatoro. <laughs> I, I wish to join the Thundercats. Well, hate. you can't join. You're an alligator, Alligatoro. Yeah. I hate it. Uh, well, anyway. <laughs> uh, but there you go, folks. Oh, did we answer his question? I, none of us answered the question yeah. except Scott I think by I giving dishonored. an example that yeah. wasn't an answer. Yeah, I've already I've been playing Dishonored, but you're right. So I don't have a good answer. John, what, for you, what is it? What's your big, I can't believe I've never played it, game? I can't believe I haven't like just I'm remembering things based on his email, which isn't great because uh, I'm just saying things he already said. But I really want to finish the first Dark Souls because I love that game, mm-hmm. but I've never actually beaten it. I got to the notoriously extremely hard uh, double bosses and I let it beat me and gave up. Yeah. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's a like a game or a series that I just feel like I've really slept on and didn't do. Oh, here's an interesting one that's topical. I have never beaten a Final Fantasy. Oh, interesting. Despite a love for JRPGs and thinking that I've played every single one of them. I have never beaten a Final Fantasy. Well, technically, up to till today, you have beaten one of them, right? Because 14 Uh, doesn't have an expansion I mean... I am at the end of current content with 14, but uh, they have said that Endwalker is going to end the current story arc for Final Fantasy. So I kind of feel like once I beat Endwalker, that will count. Then I will get to say it uh, for that one. And I have beaten Final Fantasy VII Remake, but I think we talked about it on the show. That doesn't count because that's the first part in a multi-part thing. Yeah. So I don't think that counts. Yeah, if you're not letting me count Resident Evil 2 when it ran credits, no. then there's no way you get to count that. No, you're at 50 on that. <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, I, maybe 65. less than 50. Well, maybe like 49% because the second playthrough has an additional boss, so technically more content. Ugh, I can't even think about going back to that game. I can't do it. And that's a great game. I don't not like that game. All right, fair enough. Bo, uh, any... Oh, I just thought of one. Sorry, I won't, I'll just say the name and I won't even yeah, care about ahead. explaining it, but Valorant, that's the game. Valorant, it's a multiplayer game. It's that Riot shooter. It. I like Counter-Strike. I like Overwatch. It sounds like a combination of those things. It should be a game I would totally enjoy. My son plays it. Uh, my son-in-law plays it. A bunch of people I know play it and love it. Uh, I don't know why I haven't tried it. I just uh-huh. haven't played it. And I would like to. So there, that's mine. Bo, yours. I don't know. I'm sure there's one, but I, I was, I've been trying to think of it, but I just can't think of it. I, I probably Nintendo stuff. Mm. It's been a while since I've had a console, Nintendo console. So I've missed a lot of Zeldas. I think Ocarina of Time was my last Zelda. Oh my God. So you never played Wind Waker then? No. Oh, oh I, shit. I did play the Link's Awakening at some point on a handheld. Well, guess, that means but. that's a good game, but that means that you have not played the greatest Zelda title of all time, which is Wind Waker. It's so good. Is that the you one they're remaking or a Skyward Sword by remaking? Far. Right? Skyward Sword. Although, man, the reviews are pretty tight on that Skyward Sword uh, re- remake because I guess they there's a bunch of underpinning stuff that drove people crazy about the Wii game and it's all ripped out and then they're loving oh, it. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah. Uh, maybe I will get a Switch. I don't know. It, it's I, that, <laughs> stupid Steam Deck. Dick. Steam Dick. Dick. Steam Dick. But, I know. Yeah. But yeah, we'll see. But yeah, that's I guess the Zeldas I tend to miss out on. Um, yeah. 
probably the biggest one for me. Gosh dang it, Wind Waker's so good. I want all my friends to have had that experience. It's so good. It's good. That's really, really good. It's easily the best one for me. I love it. Do they, so have, much. Do they have? Is it in the retro store? No, Switch? they have it on the. So the Wii U got a remaster of it, 1080p remaster, mm. and it looks amazing. There's no reason they shouldn't just port that right over. I mean, they did it with Mario Kart 8. They may as well do it with that. Oh. And it pisses they me off. They should because it's the. You're not wrong. It's the best Zelda. I love it. But you already know I have a. I have a soft spot for games where you're on boats going from island to island yeah. and. Like that game was just, it was made for me. People, yep. you know, hated on the art style at the time, but I think it's so full of character. It's so held To this up. day, yeah. Link's face when he's in that barrel and about yeah. to get launched yeah. makes me laugh every time I see it. The the three looks as it cuts in on his face, like the yeah. art style and the world was and just. And I would so argue, good. maybe barring Breath of the Wild, but let's give that a few more years, but um, I think it's the only Zelda that visually actually holds up. Like outside of like the you know two D sprite based stuff, which is kind of you know eternal, but 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 as far as like the three D Zeldas go, everybody was so worked up at the time about that art style. It's the only one that still looks good. It looks yeah, amazing. They were wrong. People good. people were just effing wrong back then. They were wrong. Yeah. And now, yeah, they would be wrong not to play it again. And I would pay another fifty bucks for that game. I've done it three times. I'll do it. One, well, two times. I'll do it one more time. I bought it on GameCube, beat it, played it on Wii U, beat it. I'll do it again on the Switch. Just let me have it, Nintendo, you a-holes. All right. You can get, oh, there's some pretty good emulated, like, run it on your PC uh, version of that game floating around. But, to, you know, it's, it's not 100% legal. <laughs> that too. Yeah. Don't let Nintendo know, though. They're yeah, don't litigious. tell them. But it's in 4K and everything. It's beautiful. Um, all right. Uh, well, that was your email, and uh, we've answered your question there, Bino. So go back to your uh, to your friends and see how that worked out. I don't know if I'm saying that. Uh, send your emails like Bino did to talk to the core at gmail.com because by gum, we'd sure like to read them and read them right here on the show. That's talk to the core at gmail.com. It's going to do it for us. I'm trying to think what else is going on around here. Um, big changes coming to the instance. If you're a fan of that show, some of that will be evidenced tomorrow. We have a guest host while Garrett's out of town. And the following Ooh. week, another guest host while Garrett's out of town by the name of Jonathan Jagger. Uh-oh. Yeah. You think Dragon you guys Beef... You go hard on that uh, leaky thing? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Hell, yeah. Um, yeah, that leak thing is... talk about it today, but clearly you're saving it for the old instance. Yeah, probably. I mean, I, I almost much... put it on there, but I figured that would be a good place for you to talk about. Yeah. Plus, it's... There's still questions about its source, but there's this discussion around it is valid. Plus, you know, the instance is changing. We're talking about other games. We're going to go hard on some. I really want to get down to the the bone on why why the Final Fantasy thing is happening and why it's happening now, and in such oh, an intense so way. And there's say. a lot to say. And I know John's got a ton to say. That's why. Yeah. That's why I'm having him on. So that'll be next Friday. <laughs> Tomorrow, um, I have a guest on who uh, he and I will talk about the upcoming New World, not to be confused with the 4X Old World. Civ X, uh, Civ 4X-like game, right? Yep, that's the one. I finally uh, got it right. <laughs> nope, you're still wrong. It's the MMO from Amazon Game Studios that's coming soon and is currently in the top 10 bestsellers on Steam. Uh, whether people are going to be truly happy or not, we'll find out. But we're going to dig deep as to what that game promises and uh, get ready for seeing what it actually delivers. And there's this WoW leak, which we'll definitely probably discuss as well. 
Uh, anything else going on, John? Do you want to say anything or give us any advice or, you know, I don't know, spread rumors, whatever. You can do it now. Here's your chance. Uh, I heard the instance was uh, Core 2. Oh, that's what I heard. Someone said, <laughs> hey, Core 2... Boop, ver- you know, like everybody wants to say that the the they used to say this about core. They said, "Oh no, you already have boop. Why are you doing another one?" No, it's not. It's not even close. It boop is all about indies. Total focus. That on was indies. my favorite thing about being in that chat was yeah. seeing people do core too. Because when we announced that we weren't doing just hots and we were going to do general video games, I saw all the boop two, boop two, boop yeah. two, yeah. and now we've come full circle, and now it gets to be core two. And I just felt real validated yeah. and happy. Yeah, and until they actually hear it and realize, oh, it's not that; it's this other thing. But no one, everyone has the patience of a flea, so that's pretty great. I thought I thought this was instant zero. Instant zero. Cool <laughs> I like that even better. <laughs> Instant zero sugar. That's what I'm going to call it. Anyway, uh, Bo. Yeah, and- literally, I don't. I'm trying not to have sugar here. So anything, anything you'd like to add to the uh, finality? Uh, no, but just uh, to add my two cents, since I'm not going to be a part of this wild leap conversation. That uh, you know, it's out of the, you're out of the frying pan into the fire. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I think there's a lot of uh, uh, favorable. I think it just looks better than it is, and we'll be bitching about uh, Square Enix in, in, a, in, in short order. It, it always happens. It comes full circle. Yeah. We know this to be true. So uh, there you go. That's my contribution. All right, I like make it. it a, ignore it or make it what you will. No, I like it. It was like a slap on the butt out the way of the door. It's perfect. Uh, we're, we're done. Thank you all for being here. We'll be back next time with a whole other show. In the meantime, thanks for your big support over there at uh, patreon.com slash core show. It means a great deal to us that you support us. And if you haven't, consider it. All the details are there. You can also find it and everything else at frogpants.com slash core. And those emails ain't going to send themselves. Talk to the core at gmail.com. That's talk to the core at gmail.com. That's going to do it for us. For me, for Bo, for John. We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Why don't more infant formula companies use organic, grass-fed whole milk instead of skim? Why don't more infant formula companies use the latest breast milk science? Why don't more infant formula companies run their own clinical trials? Why don't more infant formula companies use more of the proteins found in breast milk? Why don't more infant formula companies have their own factories instead of outsourcing their manufacturing? We wondered the same thing. So we made Byheart a better formula for formula. Learn more at byheart.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 